The balancing act is back. It's the first time in two months. We took a little break there. Uh, I thought about getting other uh, friends of mine to, to try to substitute in for James, but ultimately it came down to um, even my open-minded friends, um, you know, who I do feel like are, are as deep or are on the same level um, consciously as James and I. It's still not the same as when, when James and I have these discussions, there's a, there's a certain chemistry, um, the dialogues that we have. Uh, there was a reason why I asked him to be my co-host. And over the past couple of months, um, as if you're an avid listener, you already know he's, he's living out in the country right now. Uh, and he's had some internet issues. Um, <laughs> so it's been, a, it's been a struggle for him to get his internet back working. Um, as, as some of you or many of you may know, I'm a father. Uh, he was TJ had Christmas break and then there was a snowstorm at the end of Christmas break. So he got a, an extra week out of school. Um, so we've been, uh, you know, we've been busy with other things, living life. But um, that's also allowed me to come up with a lot of different ideas as far as the direction that I want to take this. Um, in the meantime, uh, I, I've we've really been or I've really been working on our YouTube channel. Um, been dropping clips every three days since Thanksgiving or a little bit before Thanksgiving. Um, I'm really going to start to try to drive all of our listeners to my YouTube page. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and share the screen right now. Um, the YouTube page has gone from, you know, zero to 61 su uh, subscriptions in the last two months, which if anybody that's listening is one of my subscribers, I super appreciate you for doing that, um, for checking me out. Um, this is the, the channel here. These are my playlists. Um, so I've got playlists um, that I've created. Our story is kind of like more like James and I specifically, um, our story, literally, but also just more personal in general. Um, there's the Human Vibration series. She's been on twice. Allison McDowell series. A lot of the stuff on there are other clips from other podcasts that I just felt were were really crucial and in, in, in impactful for me when I listen to them. Um, I also put together a Waking Infinity playlist. Uh, ben Stewart does Awaking Infinity news that he posts on uh, YouTube and you can go to his channel and see all of them, but I have my favorites here in one playlist. Um, I've also got an abbreviated episodes playlist. Those are for clips that are a little bit more than 15 minutes. Uh, full episodes. There's only six of them on YouTube, but there's six of the best episodes that we've done. Uh, and then there's the clips, which are the shorter, you know, 15 minutes or less, um, or 20 minutes or less for sure. And basically all of these playlists, all of these videos, I was talking to my dad about it the other day. For the most part, I want to drive everybody to the YouTube channel. If you're somebody that likes to listen to the full podcast, definitely still check out the Spotify uh, the Google, the Apple podcast, whatever you like to listen to your podcasts on. But in this world of ADD uh, attention spans and uh, all of us, even the ones that might not have ADD, I feel like all of us do in this in this Internet age. But it's inevitable, even if you do have a very you know good focus, um, you're probably a busy person if you have that kind of focus. Uh, so I've, I've broken. I, I told my dad it's the director's cut. You know, YouTube is the director's cut of the balancing act. This is all of my favorite clips. Um, and you know, as, as the person who edits our podcast, I'm the one listening to, to our material two, three, four, five times. And so 
the clips on YouTube, the stuff I've put on YouTube is the stuff that I, as a listener, uh, like, to, like to listen to. It's the, it's the creme de la creme of what we've put out so far. So just wanted to say that to drive everybody to my YouTube page. Check it out. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment, share, all that stuff. Um, and I appreciate the ones that have already done that. Now, in this age of censorship, which is going to be one of the topics for today's podcast, uh, you know, YouTube is is known for censoring certain uh, material that they don't like. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, it's their it's their platform. They can do what they want. And I'm grateful for what they do allow me to put on there. Uh, And there are other platforms for uh, clips and videos that uh, YouTube removed. So I do. I did start a bit shoot account. You guys can check out, check me out on BitChute, just the balancing act. Um, you can find me on minds.com as well, uh, as well as Rumble. Um, between those three, I probably like BitChute the most, um, but you can find me on all three. And anytime YouTube rejects one of my videos, I'll be putting them on there. Um, for today's episode, we've got a lot of stuff that I want to talk about 2021 recap. Um, and then, you know, what makes this podcast different from other conspiracy or conscious podcasts? You know, that's one thing I really want to focus on. Um, And the one thing that I know that we can bring that's going to be different than any other podcast is our story, which is why I have a whole playlist about our story. And um, that's something that I always emphasize with anybody. I feel like whether you're a podcaster or not um, sharing your story refining your story, refining your worldview. These are uh, important things to think about. And so it's just uh, themes that that I like to emphasize on the podcast, so to speak. Um, And, you know, again, I just encourage everybody to, if you want to start your own podcast, if you feel like you've got something to say, do it. Um, We, me and James, one thing that I'm going to do today, I'm going to, um, I'm all about gratitude. I think gratitude is one of the most potent medicines. And I have a lot of people that I'm thankful for, a lot of ideas that I'm thankful for. So I'm going to spend some time on this podcast talking about all the people, uh, documentaries, pieces of art, musicians that I'm thankful for that have had an influence on my life. Um, I've asked James to to put together some stuff um, in that same in in that same category. So he'll be, uh, you know, doing some of that himself. as far as, you know, I don't want to go too much into like a 2021 recap um, because you can type in 2021 recap and look at all the news stories from 2021 um, if you want to do that. But just one thing that I, I wanted to mention, um, this podcast started out as alienation. Uh, the whole idea behind that was that um, technology is putting us in a place where all of us feel a little bit more alienated. Um and I feel like what I want to do, the purpose of me starting this podcast was to start building community. And although that is a frustrating and, and damn near impossible task, um, because it feels like one bad apple can, can, can hurt a community. Not that that's happened with us or anything like that. Um, but when it comes to this like idea of community building, I do... I do see how it can be a struggle um, when not everybody's worldview is compatible, which is why I emphasize worldview so much on this podcast as well. Um, I do feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but one thing I wanted to say was alienation. The last episode we did was April 7th, 2021. 
took a little break and the first episode of the balancing act was june 9th so that was a two-month break just like we're we're coming back from a two-month break right now um outside of that that's pretty much all i got like i said check out the youtube that's really where i want to drive all of the listeners is to the youtube that's like i said the director's cut of this um podcast or platform whatever you want to call it if you're the type of person that enjoys full podcasts still listen to me on spotify listen to me on apple podcast that's awesome and i appreciate that as well but um there there are going to be clips and more um you know visual videos and and i'm going to be doing a lot on youtube that's going to be my primary platform is the point of what i'm saying right now um Outside of that, a couple of topics that we're going to get to today, censorship, as I already mentioned, uh, we're going to have a discussion on that. And then I also wanted to talk about controlled opposition. Um, Mm. As I was making my list of influential people, uh, I realized that there's a lot of people on here that the conspiracy community is going to be, oh, they're controlled opposition, controlled opposition, controlled opposition. And maybe that's true, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. I've said enough, man. What do you think about everything I've said so far? Um, well, I think as always, well, to be honest, you started out, uh, I think the first thing you touched on was a 2021 recap. So to stay within that same, same light, um, one thing I would, I would say, um, A, thank you for having me along on this journey with you, G. I mean, I know it's our journey together in a sense, but you have been a, um, well, I guess I'm giving my flowers out too. But anyway, you you've been a you've been great at just kind of keeping me reeled in. I've had some, you know, life changes as you know caused me to move down to to the country and you know kind of switch up how I've been living my life for the past eight to ten years. So um, you've been great and, and having therapy sessions with about that a lot of that stuff and also um, just being an anchor for this pod and 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 this vision of of what you're trying to do of what we're trying to do. Um, and you know, I've had setbacks with internet and other issues and, and you've been really an anchor and, um, and, and, and pushing through with me and, uh, and also, uh, picking up the reins in a lot of areas that I haven't been able to really put my fingerprint on quite yet. So, um, Hell yeah. so before you, before you got one it. recap for me would just be the change in coming back to my hometown and getting back to some, some of the roots that I missed and loved, but also, still adjusting, uh, you know, for a while, was still adjusting to that sort of change. But um, that, that would probably be the biggest recap for me in 21, other than some other life things, you know, continuing to grow mentally, continuing to grow with with everything in this post-COVID or new normal. New normal, if, if you want to call yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that would probably be the biggest one as far as a recap without getting into a whole list of recaps. But well, one thing, would... one thing you said there that I meant to say is uh-huh. you called this a therapy session. And that was when I originally started this podcast, one of the, the four or five main tenants um, came from what well, was mental health in general, but right. specifically a book called Lost Connections written by Johan Hari. And I'm going to talk about him a little bit later when I'm giving out my flowers. Oh, yeah. You brought um, him up. Yep. But, you know, that was the whole point of this is mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be just me and you. I want to get everybody I've ever been friends with on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And these are therapy sessions. This is an opportunity. This is a platform where anybody that I know, you know, yeah, I've had Allison McDowell on. Yeah, I've had Human Vibration. Yeah, I've had Chris Spiracy and Ben Stewart. And I do plan to get 
high profile guests like that on. But that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast mm-hmm. is a therapy session for me, first and foremost, right. <laughs> first and foremost, for you as my yeah. co-host, as this, as the person that I was like, this is the guy that I have the best chemistry with. You know, uh, you know, I'll call him out. I love a doves. That's that's my boy. That's my homie. But mm-hmm. when we do and when we have conversations, it's like it's not the same. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if he's camera shy or when, when the record button starts, he starts going off on tangents. And uh, anyways, I love him, but I feel like he needs to start his own podcast so he can kind of refine how he uh, expresses flow, himself. Cadence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I certainly have a lot to work on, but I, as I've oh, listened me too. to myself from episode one to our most recent episode, I do feel like I've improved quite a bit. Yeah. My biggest he, thing is I need to stop interrupting you and in, in dude, I need to stop interrupting. You know what? You know, <laughs> I listen to a lot of pods and I listen to a lot of pods that I feel. I mean, these guys have been doing sports talk radio for so long that they're, they're good. They're natural with it. And I try to listen and, and, and take tidbits from them. And one thing I realized, yeah, like the co-host, because I got one guy who does who has his co-host on every Tuesday and Thursday. They don't really they do a good job of not interrupting each other, you know, not stepping over each other, not interrupting each other. Um, and even the little things when you're talking and I'm, and I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. You know, let you get your piece out. Um, and then I can chime in. And that, that's one thing that I know I've got to get better with that. I've been looking at uh, going back and looking at some of the stuff that you've been posting on YouTube and listening to podcasts. Yeah. I've been taking my own notes too. So. Definitely. And that, I just wanted to emphasize, like, that's what I feel like. Cause, cause if you, if you want to, if you want to get into that conspiracy research, you know, there's tinfoil hat. There's conspiracy. There's there's the higher side chats. There's these podcasts are out here for that material. Human vibrations on Patreon. We're not researchers. You know, we're no. we're out here. We're taking these other researchers that we like and that we mm-hmm. feel moved by, and that we feel impacted by, influenced by, that have right. I- impacted our worldview in a positive way or or in a significant way, whether right. positive or negative. And so that's that's not what this podcast is. This podcast, I'm not going to give you the deep dives, the the heavy research. That's you know Ben Stewart does a great job with all that stuff as well. And I'll and part of this podcast is what we're going to do today is direct people to the podcast and the influencers and the musicians and the documentaries and and all of that that influenced us and that impacted us in a positive way, so that other people can go check that stuff out as well. But the the centerpiece. The purpose of this podcast is to be a platform that is therapy for people that have something to say that they feel like they can't really express in their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just to add to that, there, there, there is, you know, to compliment what you were saying, there, there is some research, deep dives, I would, I would like to call it. There are topics that come up. There are things that happen. And we'll we'll take certain deep dives in on it, you know, research and information. But what 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 G is saying is that um, there are people who dedicate their life, their research, their 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 (laughs) the things that move them to getting that uh, compiling that research and information and data and presenting it to you in a sense uh, through sources and through so many other things. Um, um, we're more of that, um, it, those things, a lot of those topics are going to come up. We're going to touch on them. We're going to hash on them. We're going to all of that stuff. But there are folks out here who, to be honest, I don't even want to get the credit for where that particular, uh, idea or understanding and something came from when we can point you to the horse's mouth, 
um, and allow you to do your own methodical research and understanding of certain topics. Because just getting the information from someone, sometimes, a lot of times it's in one ear and out the other, you know, and I know for you and I know for me, our journey, a lot of it started with going down rabbit holes, reading, research, books, listening to folks, but then after listening to them, taking our own deep dive on the information um, so we can have a better understanding of it ourselves to be able to, to be, even begin to be able to speak on it. So um, just wanted to, you know, piggyback off of what you were saying there. Yeah, man. So uh, I think we've kind of covered the intro. One, uh, one topic that we've already, I already mentioned us, we were going to bring it up is censorship. Um, what are your thoughts on the current state of censorship? Do you think there are any scenarios where censorship is warranted or beneficial? Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on censorship and then, you know, specifically social media censorship and, you know, YouTube, Twitter, um, Facebook, this sort of. It's a, it's a great question. Phenomena. It's a great topic. It's a great question. It's a great topic. G. I, I think why I want, where I want to start with that is by saying, regardless of where this conversation goes, as far as personal thoughts on is censorship, good or not. One of the things that I've learned, you know, G. It, People are starting, still starting to uh, learn and understand me. But I, gee, you know me, and one of the things you know is that one of the things I love to do, I love to take a step back, and I like to see these uh, these different situations and scenarios and and things play out. And and the reason why is because you there are so many things that I feel can be used for good when it comes to, hey, let us tell you why we need to do it this way. The problem is, is that what I've noticed along my journey is that those things, it's like giving a mouse a piece of cheese. He's going to come back for the whole slice next time. It's like, okay, sure, you know, entity that wants to censor, um, there, of course, are good reasons for certain um, things maybe being looked at or rehashed that could be detrimental or that could be um, um, just really not in good light for uh, humanity or for kids or. For yeah, I mean, I don't think you want to see a terrorist beheading on Twitter. Exactly. There are, there's a, there's a time and a place for it. The problem is, is that we all know how this works in our community. We know how this works, right? Like, okay. It starts with a little bit. Next thing, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it starts with a word. Then it's a sentence. Then it's a paragraph. Next thing, you know, it's the whole damn thing, right? It's anything that and doesn't, that doesn't fit the narrative. Doesn't fit the narrative. We talk about so, narrative all the time. And, and that, and that, and, and, and gee, it, it goes that way with a lot of things, right? It's like, yeah, of course, I can understand why this could be good if it was used for good. But most of the time, when we follow the money, when we follow the companies, when we follow the the, the names of the bloodlines that own, run, manage, delegate, whatever the case is, there's a lot of uh, foggy and grayed out areas in these things. So uh, to, to get back to your question, uh, after, after making that preference, what I'm getting at is you're asking, is it good for a multi-billion, gazillion dollar company 
who is one of, we're talking, you know, they call consulting from the big four. Well, there's the big four or five of tech too. Um, and I would say that you, you know, some of these entities are obviously uh, the, the mainstream ones are, are in it. And, and we just know um, how given an inch can turn into a mile with things like that. So the state of censorship right now is really interesting. And I think it took its sacrifice, sacrificial introduction uh, when they completely just shunned Trump and just tossed him to the side. I feel like there was a whole new pivot in censorship there. And from there, you know, started the, uh, I mean, man, even if you start to type something that doesn't fit the narrative now, a warning or a prompt will pop up and say, hey, you should probably double check this. And they're telling you that because it's like, listen, we already see where you're going with this and we're probably going to scratch it. So we're giving you an opportunity to maybe reword this. That's the stuff that I'm talking about that when you're starting there, where are we going to be in 10 years? Where are we going to be in 20 years? You know, as machine learning continues to evolve, algorithms continue to be even smarter. You know, uh, literally, I feel algorithms nowadays know the narrative. And if something in its ecosystem is not fitting that, it will pinpoint well, it and it will go I get it. I mean, Leah, yes, there's a lot of that, especially if you already have a large following. Well, and I, that's what I was going to get to. And See, people like me, I, they'll let yeah. they'll let more slide because of they course. know it's not, it's not getting that many views. Of course, but every everyone everyone wants growth. Everyone wants to scale, whether it's a podcast, a Twitch account, a, a, a social media, uh, whatever. Um, and as you start to grow and scale, the thought of knowing that you're more targeted in the sense of censorship um, is is it is a little alarming and it is a problem, especially when you see the things that are censored. So we can have, you know, certain things being shown on social media entities that we're like, come on, seriously, we're going to show this such and such on here doing this, but yet, you know, questioning something might make your account get deleted or, or uh, suspended. Uh, we see it all the time, especially in the community um, that 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 we're that we that we're a part of and that we interact a lot with. We see it all the time, whether it's getting the comments cut off, the retweets cut off, or the account suspended altogether. And a lot of the times, it's not even for stating what is considered fact. It's it's for just bringing up a topic or questioning or asking uh-huh. uh, something that will make you think. Uh, or research in a different direction. Um, and that, that is, I, I feel, a, a serious problem. And it's only getting, like I said, I feel like the Trump thing was the big, you know, they always align it with something that the ma- it catches the masses attention. Oh man, it kicked Trump off. And then comes all this information from Twitter and other, ind- and, and other entities that are telling you why they did it. Um, and basically how this is the norm moving forward if you choose to move in that direction, in a sense. And I, I mean, you, people who listen to us, and, and you've heard me say this a lot, G, a lot of these things that, you know, because there's a philosophy, there's a psychology to it where it's like, hey, even if the 
even if the masses don't want to do what we want them to do, we're going to edge them along. We're going to almost do things that's going to make them say, hey, you know, we need your help now because we can't fix this problem. And they'll drill you right into that. And, and one way of doing that is having someone that they consider a loose wire like Trump or any, anybody else with an opinion or um, uh, of their own uh, or something that doesn't fit the narrative to, to uh, cancel them in a sense. Um, and I do think that's alarming because wh who's, I mean, at this point, who's even monitoring this stuff, right? It's the algorithms, it's the technology, it's the AI. So when you have something coded to do something, you know, at some point it's going to do its job. And I mean, there's an, I mean, how many more dystopian movies do we need to see about where that usually takes us into the future? Listen, I'm not saying it, it's, it's, it's obviously there's certain things that are good about it, but I always, as you know, G, I like to bring the other side of it because I see how these things work, you know, the cynical I, side, the, cynical side, the, the more yeah, pessimistic gonna, side. In, in a minute here, I'm going to provide the optimistic side, but yeah, I'm no, and, I, and, and, and I, <laughs> and I can, and I, and I do know, obviously there is an optimistic side to that, but um, you know, as much as technology has advanced in our personal lifetime, we're just scratching the surface on where this is going. And I agree. I agree. With the with the the movies, the different. Movies. Well, that's why I think it's imperative that as human beings, <clears throat> we need to speak up. We need to use our voice, regardless of who you are. Um, you know, once you start self censoring, that's when you're done. But see, these things that these these things, these softwares, these algorithms, these, these, I, these I understand filters, where you, I understand where you're going with it, James. They drive there's, people there's the other to side. want to self to self, but because you're thinking there's the other side of that. There's the other side of that where it's like maybe we've reached a point in society where everybody is so lazy that we need this kind of push for censorship just to see who's got the balls to speak up. Who's got who's got a soul? You know, it's kind of it's kind of, it, you know, yes, it's I understand your side, your your point, the, the cynical aspect of anything, you know, any free thinking, any anything. Yeah. But here's the thing. They're not censoring me. Gee, we're, they're we're not censoring you because we don't have a million followers. Yet. Oh, I, I, I know that. <laughs> I know now, that. let's, let's revisit the, this conversation. But here's, but here's the thing, James. But that's my point. Followers. But that's my point. Though. Actually, that's kind of my point, though is i think that celebrity worship is one of, is actually the real one of the real pandemics is nobody wants to do that inner work themselves they want joe rogan to tell them of course they want uh donald trump to of tell course. them they want of any of these people that we're going to have a, a discussion on controlled op here in a minute too we're right gonna that. there's plenty right. of opportunities i've already had to segue into it but i really want to wrap up the censorship part of it before we no, get into sure. the to the controlled op part of it mm -hmm. um yeah man i think i think there's a there's a there is an optimist all right so first of all let me let me go let me start from the center i really the more and more we go into this matrix the more i see how everything really is perfect how only perfection exists uh it's something that don miguel talks about and we talked about it in, in one episode where I was saying like the worse things get, the better that I feel because it's just vindicating everything that I've been saying. It's mm -hmm. making 
Um, the voice that I've been using for the last 10 years, it's making that look like this guy's, you know, he might be he's off sometimes, something. but he's, he's never bullshitting. He's never yeah, lying. He's on, he might be wrong, but he's telling right. he's telling what he really thinks is the truth. You know, he's not there's no deception there. He might be wrong, but he's not trying to deceive. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been deceived enough in my life to where it's like, I don't my worst enemy. I'm going to square up to him. I'm not going to deceive him. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I, right. Deception is just not my game. It's, right. I'm just not down with that. But uh, but to, to get to the censorship thing and, and why I think it's actually perfect is like, I think that they, they don't want a solid scientific argument showing why the COVID narrative is false. They want, mm -hmm. they're forcing people yeah. to do one of two things. You can go down the path of being our slave, getting vaccinated and, and listening to us no matter what we say. Or you can take that other route, but you're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to prove, yes. oh, yeah. you're gonna have to prove that you're not going to ever self-censor. Right. And it's kind of like, I kind of like it because it's separating the, the weak from the strong, you know, and maybe it's time for that. It is. I just keep you make a good point, uh, G. But my thing is always. Why do I mean who the who the fuck are you to play God all the time? But is it unless you God, are is God, it, are you God? These, but these are. I mean, YouTube is a private company, and I understand what you're well, saying. Listen, I get all of that. Tech, I, I, they, they have a large sphere of influence, so I, I understand I, where you're coming from. But I, like Ben Stewart, what Ben Stewart does, his model, and I think this is brilliant, is uh, is you know he posts what what he feels YouTube will not censor on right? YouTube, and then he does what he calls deeper dives, and he posts that on his website. Right. Got to go. You got to go to his website to get the it, videos that he feels are too he, he doesn't want to test yeah yeah of course of course and and, and that's and that's what that's a good formula that's a good formula and that's and that's what adaptive people have to do like yeah i, I crush on certain entities all the time and i'm not going to sit here and act like i don't use them i do um but you're right it's a, it's about it's about knowing how to play g it's about knowing how to play the game right so we know that, okay, yeah, we can grow our following on YouTube, but when we get to certain tiers, we might have to move that over to Patreon or something or a website or something. something like that. And, that's, and that's okay. That's okay. But to answer your question for what the question was when it comes down to censorship, you know, um, that is, that's the question at hand. I mean, as soon we're going to have to start separating, you know, internet ecosystems here, because I feel like the truth is going to live on a, a more of a blockchain internet. And then you're Oof. still going to have all your web two internet, which is super censored, super filtered. And I, I guess that's fine. But you that's, don't, wait, you don't think that blockchain will be super censored. And I super think filtered? blockchain, I think blockchain will be censored, but here's what you got to remember. They still are trying to get people to believe that the blockchain is super what we want the blockchain to be. They still have to start at least with having people believe that that's what the blockchain is or okay. what the hell is the point yeah. of the blockchain? I mean, so yeah. I think for a while, like anything else, like when the internet first started, the internet was wide the hell open too, you know? So I think for a while it, it will be wide open, but you know, yeah, it's not going to be forever. Of course not. No, no. Yeah. No, I mean, but, yeah. 
Allison McDowell. Uh, anybody who wants to know more about the blockchain, I just recommend checking out the Allison McDowell um, podcast that I did with her. But I also have a playlist where I put some clips on there from other podcasts that she's done that are just really to the point. Very to the point. And very, listen, she does such a great job of of presenting the information and 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 it's and a lot she's of got it, the receipts bro he's got the receipt that you can listen to her and by the end of you listening to her you'll be able to go do some homework you have no excuse i no mean bro to know there's no there's no other guests that i've had on including ben stewart including human vibration where that person changed my mind i know i know on a I know on a did. topic that she that, that is important we, that is significant in this in today's world i mean i was pro crypto i was on board with crypto and then i mean she made it very clear that the whole currency part of blockchain the cryptocurrency part of it has nothing but a trojan horse to get everybody mm. on the blockchain to mm. get your biology your cellular mm. dna all of that is going to be blockchain data for a global prison and, yeah, and that's true, though. digital identities uh the blockchain is not about money it's about putting every transaction in one ecosystem every human transact all human behavior your whole life will yeah, become yeah. gamified when when you go on if they can get people into the blockchain which i am are you kidding me no i'm optimistic i'm optimistic i don't think that they're gonna pull off what she thinks gee (laughs) gee come on gee you gotta gee at some point though Look, look, G. Oh, no, 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 it's happening. No, 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 yeah, no, no. It's I'm happening. Like, what are we talking about? No, the it's happening, but are they going to get everybody on it? Not today, not tomorrow, but when your kids that have only grown up with a damn face mask on their face and understanding crypto from the time they're three Toddlers. years old, yeah, no, yes, know. they're all going to be on it. When, when, you know what? When you, when we are my dad's age. And my dad got, is this is this is something like, this is the hill to die on though james i mean i what's that hill i mean the the, the the blockchain like i get and she even allison even says you know i get that there are local use cases and certain ways of setting it up where it could be beneficial but the larger global infrastructure that's being put in place to allow crypto to be a thing is destroying the planet. It's destroying it biological life in general. It's literally, it's taking what has been the colonization of black and brown people and, and, and black and it's, it's not even about black and brown people. It's about black and brown and white cultures mm-hmm. that did not live a totalitarian agriculture uh, lifestyle. And what I mean by totalitarian agriculture is we wipe out any animal that does not fit on our food chain. We used to call it a food chain. We are starting to wake up a little bit. It's why it's called a food web now. It's why we're introducing the wolf back into Yellowstone National Park. It's why there's laws against killing coyotes now. But the reason farmers had wiped out coyotes and wolves and any other animal that didn't directly contribute to our food chain, but that also hurt our food chain by killing livestock and crops. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything was human-centered in our worldview for so long that that's the colonization life that's the colonization mindset is all of this world is ours because of manifest destiny because god said so uh which is bullshit to me but that it's taking that colonizing mindset of we're going to colonize the whole world to to 
and we're going to grow food for us and all of the animals that we raise are going to be livestock for us everything is based around food supply for humans you know right our whole economic system has been based on which is changing hopefully for the good but my point in saying all of that is that colonizing mindset is now we've taken over the whole world this 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 uh caucasian totalitarian agricultural mindset has already colonized the world so what's next now you got to colonize the human being yeah our biology our behavior and that's what the blockchain is really about the reason that it's being marketed as cryptocurrency to liberate you from central banking is to get people like me who think that's and a good me. idea. I know. <laughs> I don't want to say stupid people, but people people that are looking for big change. Right. And anti-central banking people. Uh, and it's a Trojan horse. That's the, that's the best, I think, that the way that Allison puts that is a Trojan horse. That's, that's it. That's what the cryptocurrency aspect of blockchain is. It's to make people think that blockchain is something that is going to help you. <laughs> of course. Of course. But what, okay, so yes, you know, it's like knowing the truth to many things that we, that we consider ourselves to know the truth to. But then what, um, the masses are going to say, but that's just where I stand right now too. Like I was, I was pro crypto. I could be wrong now. Crypto could end up saving us. You know, I doubt it based on Alison McDowell's assessment of things. I think she's a little bit more on point than, than than the pro crypto people. For sure. But you usually don't want to always open to being wrong. I'm always open to being wrong. And two things that Alison said recently that resonated with me is, is because we talked about on one episode, the importance of unity. And she said, she thinks unity is overrated. And that she's more about standing in her in her position and um, providing clarity. And and she she also said, "I'm not a part of any movement. I'm just here to provide right. clarity." No, I, this, this, I like that, uh, and I love I love that. I love that. And and I mean, but because you got to be real, there are a lot of introverts out here. There's a lot of computer science people. They're not trying to they're not trying to do things the extroverted way that we might do things. Um, but I like how she says that, you know, it's not, a, it's not about unity, but the problem is, it, geez, but see, that's the, I was going to say that, that to, to go back to that unity point, I do think, and this is, a, this, I, I think, tri, I think tribalism is actually a good thing. I know tribalism is spoken about as if it's, uh, you know, a detriment to democracy and all this other stuff, but tribes is actually the most natural form of human social organization. Why do you think all of tribal the... peoples are wiped out by these colonizers? And when you say tribes, are you, you're saying tribal cultures, of... tribal cultures? Okay, but not only that, I mean, even so, that's that's finding the your, I thought you were but talking today, about like you know, you're your right, tribe. finding your tribe in today's yeah. world is a little bit different. But I to to her point about unity is I feel like it, it I, I agree with her that unity is might be overrated in the sense that we don't need to unify society we don't need to unify america or the world we need to unify around the the, is it the idea or the belief or is it just being real you know it's being real g but it's being real yeah it's it's being real 
but, but that's the thing you we live in a in a we live in a in a utopia of information and what you should how you should think feel and everything else is like told to you through a screen or through a parent or through what right. there there are so many things that keep this system moving and running like a well-oiled machine and a lot of it i swear it doesn't even really have to do with what these powerful entities are even doing it, it i mean it does of course but a lot of it is just when you have a laws heard man and you don't know where you come from and you're taught bullshit in schools and all your information is censored which we were just talking about and so many other things. I mean, you're you're basically pro you're programming. Well, we've talked about that so much to, to you know to your to your blue in the face. But I'm just saying, um, I want to see it. I want to see it. And it's kind of like this crypto thing, man. I mean, it's not even that they're not worried about us. I mean, man, we're still in our early 30s, so maybe. But they're they're worried about the folks that are coming up, man. They're trying to create a whole new society out here. This is yeah. what that's what that's about. They, they don't care about the, the, the seniors no more. And well, that's what Allison's talking about. Don't get children on the blockchain. That's her whole. That's her whole. That's the center of her whole purpose. I would right. say. Right. Very true. And I and I hope that those messages ring loud. Um, I hope that they ring loud, man. Because and I think that's we, what as we. From her point of view, starting a tribe is it's not about, you know, unity in the sense of getting everybody to unify. It's standing strong on this pro, I'm pro life in the sense of a biological life, organic yeah. life and anti synthetic parasitical transhumanism, yeah, transhumanism, essentially, essentially. Transhumanism. I mean, that's what it is, and, and the blockchain, and crypto, and and smart smart goggles, and and the metaverse, uh, in your mm. glasses and contact lenses is how they are going to plug everyone in. I mean, it's and then they're harvesting wait, data. Listen, it's listen, all about data I'm, harvest. I'm, I'm, G, I've always been very. I'm. A, I consider myself to be very rational. You know, I hate the irrational shit. You know, I'm very rational, and I I see things. You know, I'm not saying I'm some, what I'm saying is that some things are just very, you know, that this is exciting a lot of people right now. Do you know that a lot of people, and I'm talking kids from kids up to uh, hedge fund managers, you know what I'm saying? Older hedge fund managers. I mean, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult to, to fight these entities that I'm not saying it's impossible. Nothing is impossible, but it's very difficult when everything is created to look good, smell good, taste good and be good. And for most people who will look at us and completely roll their eyes and say, I mean, I see it on Twitter all the time. The other side of people, you know, I don't just live in our world. I see how other people feel and think. You know, I see it's so I mean, it's so cut off at the knee. I mean, it's so, whoa, you know, here goes those theories and here goes the tinfoils and here goes the. I mean, the same way that we're rooted in our shit, they're rooted in their shit the same way. Yeah. And, I, and I've told you since day one, since we first started this, a lot of people like them, 
a, a different sort of reality has to happen for a lot of people for them to even begin to even think about consuming the truth, authentic, organic truth, or not even, okay, okay, we'll, we'll mix what you're saying, James, true, okay? Just questioning things or asking the right question, asking a question at all. How about right. that? Let's start there. Just ask This is a question. segue. This is the perfect segue into the controlled opposition discussion because um, <clears throat> I've got my list here, my list of influential people. I did a top 25 and then I did an honorable mention and then I did unpopular, but still influenced me. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I have a couple of personal mentors and a couple of friends and, and family that I want to shout out. Mm -hmm. um, but as I was doing this, I was like, let me just pick one example here um, off of my honorable mention list. <clears throat> so let's see. I've got, okay, so Judy Mikovits. Judy Mikovits is on my honorable mention list. J Judy Mikovits is, uh, is a former virologist. Um, she wrote a book called Plague of Corruption back in 2019, actually, like right before this whole COVID thing started. And if you read it, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's not like she predicted it, but she kind of predicted it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But like she didn't even realize she was predicting it because it hadn't happened yet. You know, so the way yeah, it's written well, one thing is that like, I realized two years crazy. later to cop just to piggyback off what you're saying. People, when people say, oh, my God, how did you predict it? Or how did you know that? Uh, people, do you understand that? Their plans are written. There's documents. Yes. They've, they've planned this for a long time. It's not even I mean, kidding. listen, shout out to George Orwell, but let's be real, man. Obvious. Oh, my God. Right. I could write a book called 1985. I could write a book called 2020. And then 50 years from now, I look like a genius because I could tell you everything that's coming. <laughs> you know, I could be close enough to telling you what's coming based off of what we're seeing them doing. The coercion, the deception, the manipulation, the, 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 uh, the forcing, the, the blockchain, like, like you're talking about, even taking the Allison McDowell approach from it. So, I mean, it's a lot of way, and, and, no, and no disrespect to anybody that has written anything that has predicted in a way, because at the end of the day, you still have to have balls to put this information together, put it out to the people that stand by, you know what I mean? Yeah. So shout out. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was no, no, that's that's actually you're right on point because so Allison, <laughs> as much as I love her and uh, yeah. and, and is and as positive as I feel about her message and the worldview that she shares, mm -hmm. um, she is not afraid. She, she says it herself. I'm very direct. Like if there if she feels like somebody is even close to pro blockchain, she will name names. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so Judy Mikovits, the reason I named her is because uh, she did, I don't know that Allison's ever directly called Judy Mikovits out, but Judy is associated with children's health defense, which is a, you know, one of the more prominent anti-vax uh, um, companies or, or, you know, uh, entities out there run by RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I consider both of them, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not pro-vaccine, but <clears throat> Allison, is, Allison has exposed uh, children's health defense as controlled opposition. Um, mm -hmm. Even though they're anti-vax, you know, they're kind of 
subtly promoting like trace and track and precision medicine, um, which is still like pro blockchain and getting people on the blockchain, digital ID, this sort of thing. So it's like the opposite. And it, instead of a vaccine passport, you know, you can be on the blockchain and whatever. So, mm-hmm. so Judy Mikovits, this is just a, a good example of, okay, there, there is evidence out there with her association with children's health defense that she could be called controlled opposition. Okay. And there's a lot of people on this list as I go through it, that there is evidence that they're controlled opposition because of some association that they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So follow the money. So here's, here's my thing with controlled opposition. Um, first of all, you have to define opposition. Mm-hmm. All right. So for and let's define it, G, because I want you to define it because it's a it's a it's a it's a funny thing. It's it's a very popular word in 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 uh, in popular culture these days. I mean, all rap music talk about the ops. You know, you know, it's always a shout out to ops and uh, let's 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 define well, that's it. operatives. Technically, I think they're talking about operatives, government operatives. Got yeah, ops, but ops is also the last three le- three words in cops too. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and then opposition. Still in opposition. I mean, right, it's a play right, off right. a lot okay. of things. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. Hip hop, gotta love it. Gotta we'll get to we'll get to that too. Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so my thing about controlled opposition is this. Okay, this is this is one. He's on my top twenty-five, but it's just the per- It's just the best example for me to talk about this. Is Joe Rogan? Okay. And the reason why I wanted to talk about controlled opposition in the same podcast where we talk about censorship is this to me. Okay, Joe Rogan, there's evidence out there. He's controlled opposition. He, he, uh, you know, um, Elon Musk, you know, I know you, you know, you you have certain types of feelings about Elon Musk. A lot of people don't like Elon Musk. I can certainly see where there's evidence uh, that Elon Musk is trying to put everybody on a blockchain. Me too. Web don't get it twisted. World. I don't um, want anybody to get it twisted because I got we you know he's you know he's the Neuralink guy. It's not that I don't. I know what Musk is doing. I'm just also like yo. I'm trying to make a. Anyway, keep going, G. I'm not going to touch on that part because I, I need I, I need a whole segment on that to clear up the my thing with with Musk. All right, we'll do we'll do, we'll do that on another podcast. Yes, we will. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll circle back to that, but yeah. But so, yeah, controlled opposition for me, my. And I. All right. So I'm not smart enough and I haven't I'm not I haven't fleshed these thoughts. I'm literally I'm going to be talking my thoughts out with you. Right. Okay. so I haven't fleshed this out enough to like have it dialed in. But I know where I want to go with with what I want to want to say here. So. Controlled opposition, uh, Joe Rogan being a good example is like, I know that you know yeah he might be on cia payroll whatever like i don't maybe he's not here's the thing i don't like making assumptions about anybody and even if there is that level of like maybe he's controlled opposition or whatever okay to me it's about are you willing to talk about subjects that are taboo joe rogan is willing to talk about subjects that are taboo there's so i was going through the list on um, his podcast he's got like 1700 of them now there were so many names i knew that's crazy to me like maybe i don't listen to all of them mm-hmm. maybe a lot of them are controlled opposition mm-hmm. a lot of them are c- comedians um because he's you know he's into comedy and 
but man, just so many names, just so many big names. And it's like, I, you got it. You got to respect that. Like you got to respect this guy. He's, he's made a living off of podcasting. And that's another, I want to talk about that too. This is not, I don't want to actually make money. I, it, listen, if, if people want to give me money because yeah. I'm doing Clear so great, out. I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not rejecting any donations. Of course. Let, me, let me put it that way. Right. But Charles Eisenstein is one of my, um, I love Charles Eisenstein. I love a lot of the work that he's done. And a lot of people in the conspiracy community lately have been targeting him as somebody that they say he's controlled up. Uh, Allison even went after him and, and I'm going to defend him, even though I agree with her point, <clears throat> but I'm still going to defend Charles and we'll get to that. But I want to finish up my thoughts on just controlled opposition in general. Mm -hmm. To me, it's like, if you're talking about things that are seen that are taboo, I like that. And I don't care if somebody else wants to call you controlled opposition, because to me, it's more about having that discussion. And if I don't agree with you, like people need to take responsibility for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like if Joe Rogan says something, I, Joe Rogan says a lot of things I don't agree with. I, I, there's a lot of things that he said, his worldview and mine are not all that compatible, but you know what he does? He talks about taboo subjects. He talks yeah, he about does. things that the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about. And that's why he has 11 million viewers compared to CNN's 500,000. Yeah, exactly. Know? And so, yeah, maybe he is controlled. Maybe, you know, half of my list is controlled opposition. At the end of the day, it's my responsibility. It's like what I have in my bio on Twitter, man. And this is this is kind of a perfect analogy because it, it is what it is. It's like if I retweet somebody, that's me endorsing the tweet, not the tweeter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean if I retweet Candace Owens, it doesn't mean that I support Candace Owens it, at all, at mm -hmm. all, <laughs> at all. <laughs> it means that that one tweet was something that resonated with me. And so yeah. when, and, and I feel people need to take that approach to everything in life. Of course, but they, but they, for oh, what oh, you oh, agree oh. to. Yeah. Just because Fauci or Gates or Rogan or Musk or, or Ben Stewart. You know, I don't care. It's they say their hat, you know, they're responsible for what they say. You're responsible for what you hear. You're responsible for what you incorporate into your life, what you agree to and what you choose to act upon. So controlled opposition or not, when people are discussing taboo topics in interesting ways, I'm going to listen to that. Absolutely. I agree with that. But, you know, and that's sort of. <laughs> It's funny because I told you, I mean, that's sort of where I met with Musk, too. Though It's like, you know. His job is not to be Rogan, OK, so he's not going to go as far as Rogan, but a lot of the stuff that Musk talks about and points out is like, yo, he's doing he's a nerdy, witty way of of of, of telling you to look this direction or. And he could be controlled up too. Exactly. I agree with him a lot of the time. What I we, disagree listen, with him a lot of the time. First of all, it's, it's me too. That's exactly. the thing. Yeah. First of all, anybody, anybody that has a major platform is to be questioned. I don't care. Yeah, I do I not care. Agree, hundred percent. Not get to a certain part of the pyramid in without making some sort of deal. Without making some some sort of deal with somebody. I don't agree. care. So so. I, no matter who I'm liking, tweeting, retweeting, or endorsing, if you're not locally homegrown, I already got an eye race to you, whether I support you or not. And if I support you, it's because 
this is how I feel about entities like Rogan and Musk and them. Listen, more so Rogan and Musk because I get it. Like Rogan, at least we know he was a real human and he was not real human. We know he was a real, uh, 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 just regular person who started a pod and blew up from that. You know, it, the must was he though? Cause he was like fear factor host and he had, he was on the, well, the man true. show and stuff. Very, very true. He, he might've been groomed. He very might've true. been groomed for this. Very true. And, and, but, but regardless, my point back to is that, though. That, he talks about things that are taboo to talk about and in, that's in ways thing. in intellectual ways. He has guests on that know how to speak to topics. Exactly. Whether they're muddy in the waters or not, it's your responsibility to figure out what the water is and what the mud is. It's not if they, they're getting paid to muddy the waters. That's their it's job. A, it's on has, you to figure it out. I, OK, great, great point. An even better analogy than Musk to compliment to Rogan would be the first person that ever made me say, you know what, this dude's nuts, but this shit kind of makes sense. And that was. um why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, uh, not Michael Moore. Michael Moore could be one of them, but I'm specifically talking about the other guy. The guy's always ranting and raving. What's his name? Alex Jones. Alex Jones, right? Yeah. No, that was and one of my first ones, too. First ones. And listen. And, and listen. And he's clearly, you know, that's a, you talk about the definition of controlled opposition. But, I, but, I, but, but why but, would I care? You right. know why? Exactly. Because if you listen to it, no matter how extreme he might be, all of the topics. There's some gems. There's the some gems. The topics that he's talking about yep. is the topics that you need to say, yo, yo, he might be nuts with what he's saying or I don't want to believe him. But let me go look at look into what he's talking about because the stuff that people be canceling it's so funny g i ran about this all the time when we talk the same shit that you're canceling is the same shit that you can literally go find on the cdc website right like literally like literally like you think that is some tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist just rambling shit off when you can literally take most of the stuff people say and find that it's actually true. It's not, it's, it's that, that's what's so funny about people canceling people with stuff when it's like, before you cancel, why don't you go look into it and just tell me what you find first. Then cancel all you want to or do whatever. But that, so same thing, Alex Jones, Rogan, all of these guys, I mean, whatever. It's like, they're talking about, like you said, taboo topics that will at least bring you to the you know, they say you can't bring a horse to a water, you know, you, you can't bring it to the water and make it drink. It at least will bring you to the pond. And then, you know, it's up to you or where you want to go with it, doing deep dives, doing research, going down the rabbit hole. But, you know, no, I just to piggyback off of that, like, I know exactly what you mean. That's not, I mean. Um, and, and to go back to a couple of things, to tie, to tie together some disparate points that we made. It's like Alex Jones being the example. It's like you said something about you don't get to a certain platform without making certain deals. It's like Alex Jones has the platform he has because he's made certain deals to purposefully muddy the water, but you can't muddy the water without having some water. So Absolutely. there's a lot of true gems in there, but he has to do the crazy stuff so that the media can then turn around and portray him as crazy Alex Jones Absolutely. so that you then discredit the true things that he's saying. We, that's, a, that's a very popular tactic used 
Um, that's a very popular tactic used uh, amongst folks uh, like BOB and many other entities that have started uh, uh, conversations that regardless of if you agree on them or not, why don't you just look into them? I bet, you know, look into them. I mean, why, why, are, this, why, why does, let me first state, I do not believe in flat earth. Uh, but my, the reason I state that is, why is the knee-jerk reaction to flat earth mocking flat earthers why can't you to your point look into it that's the, that's how culture has been created it's been programmed to instead of saying oh man that shit sounds crazy but let me just do some research on it because well, it's not like i fucking know and it's not like you fucking know. And it's not like any of y'all fucking know. And, and to something else that you've said in previous podcasts, it's like you want to hear about human experience, real, true stories. What have you experienced? And to me, my experience, when I actually looked into the flat earth stuff, Eric Dubay being the one that I looked into um, because he is one of the more prominent ones in that community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in and, and, and B.O.B., that's the one he shouted out in the song you know, mm-hmm. de- debate with. Uh, he said something about, you know, debate with, you know, Eric Dubay, basically don't yeah. debate with me, debate with Eric Dubay, debate, debate with him. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and so I got a couple of Eric Dubay's books. I'll tell you, it changed my worldview. I did not become a flat earther. I didn't go that far. I wasn't that convinced. But because I didn't just automatically reject it as, oh, you know, doing with the mainstream thing, oh, these crazy flat earthers, you know what I mean? Because I actually took the time to look into it, I realized that there's a lot about, there's a lot of evidence to show that it's not what we're told it is. That's now, that's now they, now he takes that evidence and says he believes the earth is flat. Right due to ancient scriptures and it his argument for the flat earth didn't convince me that right. wasn't it could be could be i could be wrong he might be right that didn't convince me but where he started the evidence against what we've been told it is changed my worldview yeah i believe, I believe the universe is a hologram and if the universe is a hologram then the earth is a hologram as well so that means that the eye of the beholder, it could be flat. It could be spherical. It could be exactly. six dimensional. <laughs> you know, I, my, I keep coming back to, I just, I think, I just think it's so funny how people are so sure of so many things. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I've always laughed at that. They, I, they, they hold on, I mean, hold on to what they know, but they're not even willing to ask the question. Not even I mean, willing to, to, to question their belief. Gee, what I've realized, I mean, listen, I can sit here for hours and we talk about things. I give opinions and, you, I love this. I love doing this stuff. At the end of the day, if somebody wants to understand me and how I look at things, it's it's very simple. We, I don't know shit, and y'all don't know shit. We just don't know shit. There's so much that we learn about things and expound on and expand on, and obviously there are things that we can be very sure of based off of certain um, mathematics and based off of certain. Um, I hate repeatable you. They, they, scientific they've made experiments. Me hate using the word science these days, but based right. off of repeatable, certain... observable scientific experiments. There we go. There we go. Thank you, G. <laughs> Not just saying, oh, science, that's it. Just right, science. Right, 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 right. But right. actual 
deep dives and data and studies and observations and all of that stuff, you know, and um, there's a lot of that, that, you know, uh, you just, you, you don't, we, we can be good at a lot of those things and still realize, man, we really have a lot of questions here and it's okay to have questions. It's okay to be not know either. And it's okay to say, let me listen to some stuff and let me check some things out. And, and it, all of that, well, what does that help James? It helps you in your time of reflection, meditation, observation, self self journey it helps you be afraid listen a phrase that ben stewart has been saying a lot lately and i and i just this is where you're going with it and it seemed like you were having difficulty articulating what you wanted to say Uh refining the blade of discernment sharpening your blade of discernment of evaluation of of judgment but in a good way like judgment judging um, what energy is providing you with what, what, where should you give your energy to what you're, what's going to give you the most return on your time on, on what you literally, your energy, what you spend your time on. Right. That, that is that where you were going with that? That's exactly where I was going with it because it ultimately at the end of the day, there's a lot of distractions. out here. And now more than ever, you know, there's something for everything. There's a million different options. There's, there's 24 seven because of social media. So there's 24 seven, everything. So it's, it's very important to be able to discern things, to be able to maneuver through the minutia and to be able to say my spirit and my, and my, uh, what I always talk about intuition is telling me that what I'm hearing or what I'm seeing is some bullshit. I mean, think about how much better just in the last two years, G that we've gotten with being able to identify a bullshit video. I mean, my God, imagine the amount of people that are out here that see something and immediately think it's real because clearly it's a video. My eyes are seeing it. It had to happen. That's not the case all the time. There's deep fakes. There's, 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 there's just fake, there's CGI. There's so many things that can be created to, to, to manipulate you, to, to lead you astray that you have to be able to have good discernment skills now. And some, and in a world in which some people might say, I don't know where to even begin with that. It comes from just admitting that you don't know anything and that it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to listen to different theories and observations because your spirit your your plug into earth and the holy whatever whatever entity this we're plugged into will it will start to reveal itself for you you can't even explain it you can't explain it you just you start to feel when something ain't right or don't feel right or don't look right or don't seem right or whatever you know and i mean I think a, a big part of my journey, G, that I'm kind of happy about, I've been happy to feel like I didn't grow up reading a million books and really knowing a bunch of stuff, you know, considering, you know, like, yeah, obviously the stuff that we learned at school and all that crap, but I'm talking about like kind of really fleshing things out through experience and through intuition and through allowing myself to be open-minded enough to to take from other people's experiences and observations and their truth, or in some, a lot of cases, their facts that they have put together and presented for a rational, open-minded individual to sit, ponder, um, and go through their own journey in whatever way that journey looks like for them. Cause everyone's journey is different. You know what I mean? And um, I think sports were huge for me as a kid. What was? sports oh yeah 
you know i mean you're out number one uh you know it's a, it's exercise it's yep. strategy it's teamwork yep um interacting with other people um all of that i mean all, all of those are crucial life skills social skills um so yeah i would say sports was huge for me growing up but but yeah man i'm gonna let you start curiosity though too i'm gonna let you start giving out let's uh let's start giving out flowers man because like i said we're not we're not primary researchers we're just here to to point you in in directions that you might find interesting you know you don't obviously need to take everything we say and and go follow every you know breadcrumb that we drop but uh Mm -hmm. There, there might be something or someone that we talk about when we start giving out flowers that you're like, oh, that would be cool. You know, that that sounds like that resonates with you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you might want to look into that and it and it helps you out. So these are these are the reason we want to share uh, what we're about to, to share is because it helped us out. It shaped uh, our worldview or our life yeah. or the way that we think about things in a way that benefited us, that refined uh, the blade of our discernment, so to speak. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, man, I'm gonna let you start. Um, I think uh, just a, a, thinking about it from the more so the beginning and moving my way through my life. I mean, for me, um, a big a big entity, uh, you know, music G was uh, a big, specifically hip hop, as we all know. Um, I just remember going to um, Walmart and getting those singles. And starting to tap into one of the first singles I ever bought was Naughty by Nature. And then it was some Snoop Dogg ones, some Dr. Dre ones, some Eminem ones. Um, first album I ever brought was an Eminem album. And I think right after that was Chronic 2001 Dr. Dre album. And it was the music and the subjects that were being talked about that first started the. Oh, there's another way to maybe emotionally like look or feel about something that is either you're passionate about or bothering you or is an issue in society or issue in your community and it really started huh something that feels real something that feels real and coming from a musical family you know it really helped me find my own like I see I see you know kind of moment in in music and I think for me and my journey and trying to put all that together, it really started when I listened to Nas, you know, and I, I want to give flowers to Nas because, um, A, that's where it started for me. And B, you know, this part, this segment is to give these flowers and And I'm going to put links look at the, in the description. I'm going to put mm-hmm. links to something significant from everything, all of the flowers that we give. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. Um, For me with him, it was the ability to be, have such a platform and talk about the subjects that he was talking about um, such, you know, an Illmatic and, um, and, 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 you know, fast forward to just his whole catalog, but still Matic and some of his other projects. It just, um, for me personally, it was what made me first say, God, this is a, an amazing thing here you know, that he's a part of that, that segue me into it myself. Um, so I, I probably, you know, now, I, you know, I know there's, listen, at that same time frame, there's friends, there's family, there was coaches, you know, um, I was heavily in the church, involved in church at that time. There are some things that I could say, 
But reflecting on my journey and who I really am as a person, it really starts with that. It really starts with, with I think, right there with, with, with Nas and giving him his flowers. And, 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 and to, to, to add to that, seeing how the, the respect that he's getting now, you know, it's like, it seems like the industry and even, even uh, entities in the game that, that, you know, are quote unquote, even more on top of the hierarchy, like Jay-Z in the, in the rap game, giving him his flowers now and he's getting respect. He's getting Grammys now he's getting his flowers now. So I'm here to also give him his flowers as a fan because um, he, being a part of his discography so early in my hip hop in my, Hip hop ear journey uh, really started it with me. I mean, bro, he's been rapping for thirty years now, and that's the thing. <sighs> I found hip hop through hip hop. Not I mean, he's been rap, rapping. He's been rapping damn near rap. as long as we've been alive, bro. Absolutely, and probably and I, as and long I, as we've been I, alive. And I thank him you know, going back to when he really, really started. You know, yeah, exactly. And, and I think I just, th- I just, I'm thankful to to have come up in a time where I have an ear that is very ever evolving. I love all sorts of different genres and subcategories of hip hop now, even some of the new bucks with the turn up and the, and the trap sound, but I'm always able to stay rooted because it started with hip hop. It started with hip hop for me. So, and that, and that start was because of Nas. So I, I want to start there with, with my brother Nas, to be honest. Go ahead, man, keep it going. I just do your oh, whole thing, oh. do your whole thing. And then I'm going to do my whole thing. Um, you know, um, as you can see, GMI, I didn't really have a list list, but I got, I got, I got it in my head. I think also around that time, um, um, who else was influential? Obviously, um, starting from the back up, you know, I think one important figure in my life, um, that I always, um, want to point to uh, of course and you have to, everybody in my circle knows uh, uh coach white was very very mark white was very influential in my life um and keeping me straight and and um you know uh, through my athletic journey uh through dad being sick um through scholarships and through everything that was happening in that part of my life uh high school through early stages of college um, and, you know, things happened in college that didn't work out, uh, for me, um, as far as that's concerned, but obviously as you know, as, as we, as we get older and, and, uh, reflect on things, there's no denying how influential, uh, uh, coach white was in my life and, and many other people at that time too, but, you know, I'm kind of focusing on the highlights of it. And coach white was, of course, at that time, um, uh, was a big piece of that, um, I think um, obviously my dad, you know, who it's easy to say your parents, but I, hey, for some people, they don't have relationships with their family. So I can't. So I am still going to say my dad. And, and to this day, um, he, he's been an important figure for me and giving him his flowers just as far as always letting me be me in a sense, never really trying to force me to be nothing. I'm not um, always trying to lead and guide in a sense, but as any parent would do, but always still letting me make my own mistakes and and live my own life the way that I'm that, that that we're learning to live it in a sense. Um, so definitely want to give flowers there too. Um, I want to give um, uh, where else can I? You know, I I, I want to you know to be honest, which you know I'm I'm at this point kind of moving into the phase of um, of um, 
Oh, and then staying staying in that realm from then to even now, um, uh, I already gave you your flowers, G. But to compliment that, a good good friend of mine who's been on this podcast as well, LT. You know, he's been very critical in my evolution of understanding money and understanding finances and understanding a lot of other things that um, have shaped and molded me along the way. You know, and we we've all grew, we all grew up together, so. Um, very influential. Um, you know, I try to keep my circle very small. Um, and shout out to all my homies. Obviously, this is not missing anybody. I've got great friends, Ashton and you and so many other people that have been influential to me. Um, um, but obviously, I'm just calling out overarching people for some of these uh, sections in life. So LT being another big one. Um, um, who deserves flowers? But um, I guess to, to, to also uh, add to that, um, you know, I, you know, my moment, you know, and I tell my story on the earlier episodes about like how I even fell into this, um, awakening stage, but, um, I need to clip that actually. That's a good reminder. Yeah. But, um, it wasn't any, it wasn't per se any, um, individual per se my journey really was me <laughs> now like i tell in the story there was something that that triggered made it. me there was some outside of what, what word am i looking for there, there was some uh supernatural Anom- anomalous phenomenon. anomaly that <laughs> happened that, that started that me saying i need to look into this and that kind of led into a bunch of other things but um you know, I just think at that at that time, though, I'm trying to think of who was uh, any authors that you read, any YouTube people you follow, um, podcasters, other know, other well, musicians aside from Nas. I know you love. Yeah, I, I know I, you I love Kanye. So yeah, of course, of course, and, and, and Ye too. I mean, Ye, yes, yes, I am going to give Ye his flowers. Yes, I am. I mean, Ye talk too. about talk about a, a controlled opposition candidate. <laughs> um, yes, I know maybe. you're going to defend him. <laughs> it's not. A, it's, it's not about. It's not about defending him. It's about going back to what we were talking about. Ye talks about things that he's not supposed to talk shit he about. Talks about right. You might not. I, agree. Mean, I don't agree with everything he says. I don't agree. No, with you don't. It, it, nobody. No. I, and, I, and listen, and I, we can. So we we can go ahead and talk about this right now. The Kanye and uh, Big Sean. Drake yeah, I didn't like podcast. that. I didn't, I didn't like that. I'm on Big Sean's side with that. I was. Uh, Big, Sean, listen, Big Sean has done too much for Kanye for him. For to sure. Throwing for him sure. under the bus publicly. Now, like that. I will say, though, I will say. And Ye could have handled what I will say about that. Ye could have handled it a little differently. I don't, I don't like that. First of all, first and foremost, I am all about good music, as we know. For not not just because of Ye, because of what they do, what they what they can do, what they have done, and what they can do if they and when they want to. And they and they'll they'll, they'll be back fine. One thing, if people pay attention to Ye, Ye will never let a issue linger for too long he just won't he'll he'll go and he'll have a gemini moment and he'll be like man i probably could have handled that a little differently and he'll go take care of it. so i'm not worried about yay and big sean uh, but i do think he could have handled it a little differently okay and i wish that um 
I wish that they had talked and dealt with it. And I'm sure Sean's going to get his six mil or whatever he's owed. Everything will be okay. Now, I will. Now, what I want to say about it, though, is G, as somebody who knows how important it is when we're talking about, hey, if I'm running my own political party here, and we know the truth about what these other entities is doing. I just would prefer you to not be coming out and repping any of those other parties, at least in public. I do agree with Ye on that part. Now, did Ye have to come out, handle it that way and say, I should have never signed Sean and I should have. No, he didn't have to do that. He started. First of all, you asked Gemini to start drinking brown liquor. And somebody with the ego like, yeah, you already know you bound to get some good sound bites, okay? So let's let's remember the boy was off the Henny. You know what happened the last time he was off the Henny? Taylor Swift got embarrassed. So let's let's be real. So okay, but what but what I will say is, what I will say is, gee, if you, me, and you know what's up with politics. If you was running your own party and I was over here giving Biden the hand job, I'm sure you wouldn't be happy with me either. All right, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But, now, but, but Big Sean yeah, never did endorse it. Biden. Yeah, I know he did a show or whatever, but he never endorsed Biden. I I still understand Ye looking sideways. Now, like I said, did Ye have to come out and say that? Well, again, all I, I, my only my only comment on the whole situation is, you know, I like Kanye too, so I I am sympathetic in, to to your to what you're saying, but. As somebody who can take a step back and look at both of those podcasts from an unbiased point of view, Big Sean sounded like an adult. Of course, I get that. And Kanye, there were definitely some moments where he sounded like a spoiled brat, to put it bluntly. Uh, and, and, we know, and we know that much about Ye at this point, so we shouldn't be too taken aback by that. No, no, that's and then but the last thing I gotta say about it doesn't is, make it right how you handle it. No, it doesn't. I was already I was already feeling that way throughout the episode, but then something that Big Sean said at the very end of his episode that was like he won me over. He said, mm-hmm. uh, well, I've read the four agreements and you know, we can just sit down, we'll we'll sit down and hash this out. Well, you know, we'll get it straight, just like you were just talking about. He's like He's being an he's being an adult. I literally didn't even hear yeah. him say that. G, you know I would have. You got to catch. You got to catch the very end of it. You got to yeah, catch the well, very I end. I thought I did, said, but I might have been said, distracted. I've read the four agreements, and I was like, "That's my big Sean. I've always liked you, but now I fucking love you, man." <laughs> and uh, and like I said, listen, Yay will never let a problem linger too long. Jay consequence. Uh, 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 anybody out of Chicago. I mean, you name all of his little what Drake now, you name them all. And the Drake thing might still be here and there. That might just be business, but still. I'm also a Talib Kweli fan, and he, you know, <laughs> I mean, it is, hey, hey, it I is know what it is. is. Yeah, I get it, that. I get that. It is what it is. Yeah, you got to write the fit. Yeah, you got the ear of, of you yeah, got the ear of a lifetime. If, if Ye don't like it, Ye don't like it. Whatever. I mean, I, I like I like some of what Ty Lib has done throughout the year. But, you know, if it ain't going to work for Ye, it ain't going to work for Ye. He got a right to feel that way. I don't care about what he said about Ty Lib. My thing was the Big Sean thing. I did not like how he came out and said what he said. But they will be fine. They will be fine. They will work it out. And that Now, back to the controlled opposition piece. Let me tell you something. Ye is trying to just live at this point, okay? Ye is trying to live, all right? 
Now, I don't think he's running around fearful for his life, per se, but Ye know that Ye has already, especially when they drug him off stage and took him to UCLA, Ye already know what time it is, okay, with these entities that he is up against. So controlled opposition, what more do you want the man to say other than taking a video recorder down in the cloning facilities? I don't know what else you want the man to do. It's like, listen to, he starts ranting and people just tune him out or they just stop listening. You have to like, you have to listen to him. You have to sift through some things sometimes because he starts, you know, that's fine. Whatever, sift through it. I mean, this is what I, you nailed it. That was, to, a, that was an exact phrase I was going to use. You got to yeah, be sift, able to sit when it comes sift, to controlled opposition, but not even just Kanye, whether you're talking about Alex Jones or Joe Rogan or any Absolutely. of these, uh, controlled oppositions, it's up to you. It's your responsibility right. to sift through and, and find the nuggets of truth. Right. And, and find out what's bullshit. And if, and if you're looking for people that are not going to bullshit you at all, you need to look for small platforms like me or conspiracy or, you know, people that are probably wrong about some things. And that's why they don't even censor us is because eventually down the road, we're going to look like idiots when half the stuff we said come turns out to be bullshit. But know, we're, we're all looking, we're, we're looking pretty we we looking pretty golden right now since 2020. You're, we've been, you're right. Not half. It's, it's certainly not half, but maybe even just. But that's the thing, James. They they run the branding and the marketing in this world. So all we have to do is slip up one time. Of course. Of course. And, and then they're going to and then point, they, point they, to that. Right. I mean, there. look at B.O.B. He's yeah, talking exactly. about. It's the realest shit in he every made category. elements and yet they and, focused, and, on and they focused on flat earth yeah it's, it's, that's yeah, the exact course. point i was about to make is or no this man no, very made elements point. anybody who's listening just listen to the four elements uh projects mixtapes albums whatever from bob yep and tell me why all they wanted to talk about was flat earth because they're trying to discredit all the truth he's talking about so that's my that's, that's my point that's my point with yeah and the last thing i'll say about yeah right. and we'll move on is Yay is in a different point of his life. The man's a billionaire, okay? So we also got to remember that he's been disassociated from down here for a little bit. Now he's trying to regroom himself. That's why he doesn't live in homes and he's in the middle of nowhere and does all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, a lot of what Yay rants about, Yay's ranting about from the perspective of, hey, when you creators and you influencers and podcasters and musicians when you get here and you're being hosed because of the contracts and you're being not letting be, you, you blow up and you're trying to get into other, other uh, uh, industries and you can't get in because you're a rapper and they put this label on you and, and this, that, and the third. And what happens with some of these fa famous people's kids like that rant that he went on on Twitter about his daughters, which nobody caught. No, gee, I've talked about this before. Nobody caught what he was talking about with his daughters nobody caught when he was talking about that stuff, but basically he was just talking about, they thought he was having a, you know what dry, well, you know what grinds my gears is when somebody is emotional about something and they get slapped with the, oh, he's, he's having a manic episode. Oh, he's mental health. Oh, blase, blase. Listen, okay, I'm not big enough yet for me to be having to re-step re over all my words and say, just in case, uh, you know, I'm not saying that mental health isn't a thing. We all know mental health is a thing, okay? All right, we get it. But what I'm talking about is just using that as a scapegoat to slap on anything and everything because you don't understand it or because well, someone is showing a little emotion. That's that's you know? exactly to the point of uh, that clip from Dave Chappelle talking about 
it's we need to stop calling people crazy. It's dismissive. Got, got, seriously, it's, what is, it's just an excuse to not listen to him. Yes. I don't understand you, so I'm gonna you're crazy. You and know? now, now the new the new word for crazy is mental. The new term for crazy is mental health, right? right. Or, well, they just group it under the same umbrella. Is my point, right? Some Menard. sort of mental health. Disorder. Some sort of mental health. Bipolar. Uh, bipolar mantic. Bipolar yeah. and mantic are the two things yeah, that yeah, I've heard yeah. more in the last two years than ever. Yeah, right. And right. and I'm like, but but anyway, my point. I'm wrapping up what I'm saying about Yay. Yay talks to the people. Yay also is dealing with things where it's like he's talking to the people that are trying to get into that world, and he knows what they're going to be up against when they get in there. And he's trying to he's trying to dismantle and uproot systems and change things. Controlled op, but not. Controlled up and not listen to what he's saying, and you don't have to sift it sift it yourself. That's 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 what I, that's what it comes down yes. to. The whole the whole controlled opposition thing for me comes down to they are responsible for what they say. You're responsible for what you take away from it. There you go. There Simple you go. as that for me. All right. Well, I'm done with Yay at the moment. I think moving past Yay, Flowers. I mean, listen. Um. I know um, you were on Russell Brand for a minute. He's not on my list, but I expected him to be on your lists that you uh, have, have in your head. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have. You know what? Russell Brand might be the only one who's dead. Well, listen, maybe he's controlled. But let me tell you about Russell Brand, and let me tell you what I look for when I'm trying to decipher between these entities, right? These people who is getting pushed and promoted as the conspiracy person versus. Who is doing it? And they don't really want them to be popularized. Russell Brand is one who my 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 algorithms ain't putting him in front of me. Okay. Yeah. My my, my <clears throat> I don't know. My, Maybe though. They're like he, he's low key. Listen, you gotta remember, he's definitely plugged in. <laughs> he's that he's plugged in because of how he started. But you're right, G. You're but listen, I mean, even BOB. Even you're, you're, Stewart, even Don Miguel. It's like you got to be skeptical. You got even be. me. I could be controlled up and not even know. You know what I mean? That's where we're at at this point. Well, tr- very true. With the CIA nano dust and all this, like no, very, very true. Listen, I'm in no. If way you're gonna keep it real, I, you got to keep it. I tell anybody, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I'm. I, listen, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Anybody at that level, and you know, I, I already said that earlier. Anyway, my thing is, I do. If you want me to be slightly optimistic, G, I do believe sometimes that there is a gray area between the people who get in the or get into that world and they get to see the stuff that we haven't even really started talking about yet. Because there's there's topics that I haven't even really I mean, we've touched on them, but we haven't really I haven't really dug into them. Uh, on the pod yet for for certain reasons. Uh, but not I mean, that that's they like won't. you know go listen to the tinfoil hat podcast Sam Tripoli. Absolutely got a lot of that. You know that's but, why I want to be different. This is a this is first and foremost. These are therapy sessions, right? First and foremost, right now. But 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 going and we're back telling to our saying, story exactly. But back to what I was saying. That's what I mean. It's like I do believe that there are people who get in that world. I believe Bernie Mac is a great example. His story resonates because anybody who knew Bernie Mac, other than the people who knew him that 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 knew 
Bernie Mac to me is a great example to point to of folks who, yeah, he was in it. He was in the game. He was in the mate. He was plugged in and was going to straight to the top. But, you know, he said some things that they didn't want him to say. Well, not even saying things. Sometimes you start to see things. He, As started, you move to, he up, started to opt out. He started to opt out. Right. And there's a lot, there's way, well, there's not a lot of ways to opt out, but sometimes if you've done enough, you can opt out as long as you keep your mouth closed and, you know, but, you know, there was some people in his circle that wanted people to know that he was going to be talking about some things that he had seen and witnessed in some of the things that Bob have talked about, mm -hmm. some of the centers that Bob have talked about mm -hmm. um, underneath of us. Mm -hmm. um, that, um, that, <laughs> that he, and, and uh, apparently through everything, everything that Bernie had saw, that was the one thing that fucked with him more than anything was seeing that. Because when you see that in my research, um, because the people that know about that don't believe that they're really human, they believe that they're just empty soulless vessels, they feel that they can treat them and do whatever they want to to them. They're disposable, they're not even, they don't look at them as compatible in a sense. And I think, they don't and even watching some of the propagandized because... movies that Hollywood has put out over the years, as you can see in some movies, there are plenty of people that still become emotionally attached to, to these things um, and entities. Um, and not even just that. I mean, it's, it's down to that movie, Her, where the dude fell in love with his damn cell phone, you know? So <laughs> my point is, is that some people don't like the stuff that they start to see get happens to these entities. You said that right? as I was reaching for my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> just, had to, so, just had to put that in there. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, the whole Bernie Mac thing just came up because I believe it, it showed me that I do believe that you can still be plugged in and still might get to a point in your, um, in your your stages, you know, one, two, mm -hmm. three, Mason uh, le level uh, on the pyramid, and you might see something that really fucks with your spirit, and you can't deal with it. Mm -hmm. And you think uh, that's what sent Dave Chappelle to Africa? Uh yeah, man. Well, I don't know about who. I don't know this dude. I don't this dude. I don't know, but the, the, the Dave Chappelle before, yeah, that's what sent him. To, the skinny Dave. The skinny Dave. The skinny Dave that. There's other differences too, but there's other differences too. But it, you know, some people might say, "Well, that's a nitpick difference," or that happens when you. Oh, okay, I guess, man. But you know, um, skull shape though—that's a. There's some things there, but anyway, um, there's some things there. We're not going to go there's, down there's that. There's some road. things there. We're not going down that. We're not going down there, down there but there's some <laughs> things there. But I say that to just say that, you know, I I, I do believe that there's gee, there are people who are plugged in even to this day. I mean, and, 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 and when we call them controlled op, it's like they trying to tell you something, but I mean, what can you really say without getting off, looking crazy, being sent to the mental house or getting your freaking head shocked by the reprogramming? I mean, yeah, no, I, I get you. I too, get you. There's so, there's so much information yeah. and research 
on how all that. Yeah, I was out. laughing at you with the graphene oxide. And uh, I mean, even Allison's been there's a clip with Allison talking about that. I've, I'm going to know. You know what, playlist. G, I, to be honest, it's that's starting to be my theory more so than anything. The more we dig into this now, don't and don't disconnect. You know, I think 5G is a part of it, too. I think the nanotechnology is a part. all of that is all it's all related. It's all connected. It's all related. it's all connected. it's all the Internet of Bodies. It's the exactly, Internet of Bodies. Exactly. What we were talking about earlier. Absolutely. The colonization of our biology. They have no land left to colonize. So now uh, the next iteration of this hyper capitalist world uh is to colonize the body and to get data from that and then and then you can nudge behaviors you know you can um you know uh what's the word i'm looking for basically encourage that's not the exact word i'm looking for but you can encourage certain behaviors very true Um, anyhow that's allison Um, mcdowell if y'all want more information on that check out the allison mcdowell stuff Um, absolutely but go ahead keep going but um um you know that's that's i mean uh well you had said brand i mean brand is another one it's another one bro where it's like maybe he's controlled man but i've listened to enough russell brand to know that it's like you said it's up to you because yeah. he's bringing shit he's bringing yeah there's enough stuff. there's a lot of truth there yeah there's that's what i'm saying there. but so. gee but gee here's the thing and i'm gonna say this I've said this a lot. It's they don't not they don't care anymore. It's not like they don't want you to know. They already know that there's a percentage of people who's going to listen to everything that these guys are saying and say, "Fuck these guys. These guys is crazy. They talking some wild stuff. I ain't trying to hear it." They already know that. Then they know it's a percentage of people that's going to be like, "Oh, this is what I'm talking about. I already know this. Yes, yes, yes." And there's a percentage of people who's going to be like. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, man, this kind of makes sense. But let me let me look. Let me do this. Let me they already know. I mean, you know, controlled up. They don't care. Everybody is playing their role. When you are plugged in, you have a role to play. You know, some people role is to talk this stuff. Some people role is to actually give you complete truth. I mean, I think some of the stuff that a lot of these cats is talking about is legit. But you got but I mean, how do you know? And you got to sift through it all. And it's like your responsibility. Else. We're not experienced. You gotta refine your own. I mean, you use the word word intuition earlier, and that's what I think it all ultimately comes down to is no matter who you're uh, interacting with, whether you're listening passively to some podcast or music or whatever it may be, or whether you're actively interacting uh, in dialogue like we are right now, regardless, it comes back to they are responsible for what they say. You're responsible for what you hear. You're responsible for what you say. Yep. They're responsible for what they hear. Absolutely. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. That's ultimately what it comes down to. And I mean, the amount of the amount of uh, people and things that there is out here nowadays to listen to and to get information from, I get it and I understand. It's not easy, but my thing is. Why, why, why do you need to, like, do people really need to be held, their hand held and walk through so many conspiracy entities to know that regardless if you believe all of them or not, that the entity that you are aligning yourself with does not have your best interest at heart? 
Like, do we do you like like what I what I'm saying there is do, like regardless. <laughs> no, you're uh, you're onto something there. I mean, regardless of how much shit you think people are spewing that is like conspiracy or detrimental to people. Do you really think that because of what is the CDC or because it's Fauci or because it's on your fucking news that these entities and these people have your best interests and heart? Like, like take all of that other stuff away. Like why just start your own journey and figuring this stuff. Forget what anybody else is saying. That's exactly, that's exactly to the point. Forget it all. Just you should have enough human in you to take God gave us all an intuition for us to be able to be like yeah that don't sound right look right taste right smell right feel right all of that right I'm probably going to take my chances over here Mm -hmm. and figure it out yep you know versus saying you know science man science told us man you know and uh, man Fauci man he's fool man Fauci he's that Fauci boy I tell you he's a convincing fella and Fox News and CNN, oh boy, I tell you, man, they, 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 them boys got it together on there. We definitely got to listen to what they're talking about because they got it. You know, it's the news. I mean, for sure. How does that make you feel? I mean, how does that sound? I, I agree. I agree. With no question, no, no, you know, I always, you know, gee, I love going back to that. I mean, oh, Jay, what are you talking about? It's proof is in the pudding that we don't question shit. Flying planes above our sky, spraying it with trails for years. It literally, it took me to college to even realize, you know, man, I'm questioning this shit. And no, I've never heard nobody. But to, to, to be fair to you, it was just kind of starting then, too, as far as really no. No. the program. No, the, the program definitely accelerated after 06. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Accelerated. But I was about to say, gee, I was noticing that earlier. I just didn't. Right. I didn't have yeah, the withdrawal. But it was it was like, much rarer. True. I mean, 1999 chemtrails versus today chemtrails. Oh, no, 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 no. I totally agree. Again, I, 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 difference. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. nothing to even say there. I, t- I totally agree. But I, but I, but you know, I mean, it's I, my, my point to be is saying to be fair to you is it has only gotten more obvious as time has passed. Exactly. And they, yeah. I mean, they damn it, they damn, they publicized geoengineering in 2016. I mean, it wasn't even after 2016, but it was a conspiracy before that. Like that's that's what we're talking about. But but, but this is what I'm talking about with so many things. It, it's 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 you're crazy until you well, read they, it. About they it. rebranded it instead of chemtrails. It's geoengineering. Geoengineering. Right? And this is why we have to have a positive spin on it. Positive spin. Oh, well, some areas don't get rain. So we want to be able to. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, you know what? But I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Once again, G, it's one of those things where it's like when you know enough, we don't have to know everything. But when you know enough, you can maneuver differently. You, and let me tell you what a lot of people are dealing with right now is fear. And let me tell you what understanding this shit really, not, not their form of understanding, but understanding a lot of this stuff, even down to COVID, you will move with a lot less fear in life, people, if you just start to not be fearful, dive into understanding these things head first. Because even if they sound scary on what's to come, you can better prepare yourself for how to maneuver through it all, you know? And it, and it doesn't happen overnight, people. It takes time. You're going to have to, 
years and reading and research and being wrong and being okay with being wrong and trying again and 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 and, and under, listening to yourself to even begin to understand what intuition is and try it, it it's a journey it's that's why you always hear me say journey you know awakening journey because it is a journey and i'm not there yet no one's there yet i mean um but but it, it, it better helps you just maneuver through a lot of this stuff, you know, and, and lead you to where you're going to be led to. I solely believe we, the truth is there for all of us. We, we, they, they, our guiding light, whatever that guiding light may be, spirit, God, entity, whatever people want to call it, will move you toward all of that if you want to be moved toward it, you know, but, but man, you know, you got you got to be able to think for yourself, and you got to be able to critically think, boy, because it's only getting harder, G. Because it's only the getting harder. Water's only now. getting muddier. It's only getting muddier. I mean, how can I talk to my people about? How can I talk to my people about certain things when literally all they got to do is pull up a video about some of the stuff that's happened over the years? And it's hard for me to explain to them why that's may not be a real video. Like, and by the time people start talking about, oh man, it's fake videos out here, it'll be 10 years later and we'll be so deep down that goddamn wave as a society, it won't even matter no more. Too late. You didn't listen to us 10, 15 years earlier. So now here we are. So, like I always say slippery slope, G. There's a lot of slippery slopes out here, bro, that we be playing with. Cancel culture, um, censorship, all of that. Since slip, slippery slopes. You give I, see somebody the, I, I see I see the positive to it though because it forces those that want to be awake that are still asleep to wake up. It forces those that are awake to continue down the journey that we're talking about of refining your blade of discernment. Mm -hmm. And it allows the people that want to be asleep to keep being numb and going down your path of living a damn near meaningless life. Yep. Uh, robotic life and and that's their choice though yeah so is. my 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 stance on that has changed too instead of like trying to convince them and stuff like i don't even do that anymore oh, my position my position with that is you have to respect you know show that if if ultimately what we're looking for is uh the growth and maturity and um awareness i was gonna say freedom but i think i like the word awareness better because mm -hmm. because freedom a lot of times is still i mean murky well it's like free it's like free in what sense yeah. right or free in what uh capacity or in what circumstance in what situation you know free from certain things are free to do i think real freedom comes from your spirit it comes from not censoring yourself what yeah. we were talking about earlier um but but i think awareness you know i think tapping into that awareness and, and that that growth that as long as we're not being restricted from growing then i don't you know i i see things playing out like I've talked about a lot. I know, I know it, but I've said it on a previous episode, the darker it gets, the worse it gets. Maybe I'm an asshole. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm going along with the elitists a little bit too much in, in thinking this way, but I really do think it's like, wake up, 
or go to sleep you know yeah. like it's it, yeah. in, in well, ben stewart one one of the one of the only two videos that youtube did reject of course was one of my clips with ben stewart so guys please go on the bit shoot or the rumble oh wow ours watch that the, clip the, uh, uh that one is the one well, that it's got... talk, yeah today of course right of course ben stewart it's called two paths and it's 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 so real we're all, we're going on two paths right and the, and the paths are diverging further and further you're either going along with the COVID narrative, you're going to keep getting your boosters, you're going to be as plugged in as definitionally possible, <laughs> by definition, plugged in, or you're going to remain loyal to biological and organic life. And again, we're using the internet, right? We're using technology i mean there's probably technology inside of us that we haven't consented to right more than likely mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but i think when you begin to agree to, and to consent to being a cyborg and that's when you go down the road of being hackable by some other entity and at the end of the day i want to maintain a, 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 even the word sovereignty uh, you know allison mcdowell broke that that word down in one of her episodes and it's like sovereignty within a reign, you know, the word reign is in sovereign. Well, who are you? So if you're sovereign, well, that means you're sovereign within the reign of some other entity or empire. Mm -hmm. like, I think it's more about, you know, never censoring yourself, always using your voice and always um, expressing the art that is genuine within your heart and your brain and bringing mm -hmm. those into coherence and, and uh, having gratitude for life. You know, and being fully alive. Um, Absolutely, I like how you put that. But yeah, man, this has already been a, a great episode, and I've Absolutely. got a lot more. So let's just like pick up the pace a little bit. Now nah, let's go. Let's rock. Let's rock. Um, Rapid fire. Any other musicians aside from the few that we've named that? Big I could go. I could go on for days about musicians. But I'm, the, I'm trying name, to name like a, I don't want to say a top five, but like a top ten or top fifteen. Like a, you know. The ones that immediately come to the top of your head. Don't have to think about it too hard. Just ones that you're like, these oh, are I mean, with big musicians. I, we, I already said Nas and Yay, but obviously then there's Jay. Then there's, I mean, Biggie, you gotta, I mean, it's easy to say Biggie and Pog, but for me specifically, Biggie, just because I really saw like, damn, this dude, like the, his rap, this is just his cadences and his hooks and just his raps. And to be honest, a, a sacrificial lamb, two huge sacrificial lambs, literally, uh, for hip hop to be where it's at today. Because it wouldn't be where it's at today if they didn't, you know, believe it or not, people, you know, that's just how the powers to be operate. And that's how certain entities operate. You know, they got it. There's they, they go off of numbers and sacrifices and. You know, I, some people call it devil worship, and I'm sure it's a lot of that shit in there, too. I think a lot of it just comes back down to rituals. I think a lot of it, I think a lot of people slap the devil on stuff that they don't understand anyway. Um, even though there, obviously, there's a lot of Satanism in music, uh, in the music industry. Uh, my, my point in saying all of that is just to say, um, you know, flowers to Biggie, of course, just because, you know, that was the start of things. But, you know, continuing to flow out with musicians I mean, listen, I am a out here, you know, I get, you know, I be having arguments with people all the time with people who don't have evolving ears. I, my ear will never be stuck in one, in one time frame. It won't because I did, I, that's not how I'd operate. 
hip hop is ever evolving. Music is ever evolving. Sound is ever evolving. And yeah, but going, um, going back to <clears throat> 2001 or whenever you got into Nas and, mm-hmm. and going from that point forward, who were, who were some of the, of the names that come to mind? Oh man, Eminem. Uh, I was really heavy and uh, listening to a lot of Aftermath. I was listening to a lot of Aftermath at that time because a lot of Aftermath was in the stores as singles. But uh, but uh, Naughty by Nature, a lot of up north artists, um, um, Cannabis and um, uh, Cypress Hill and um, and um, all of those kind of guys. I mean, my goodness, and just like and just, Big L. I mean, just rappers, you know, that's where it started. Well, me. I was going to say, what about non-hip-hop? What, what, what are some of your favorite musicians? Oh, I mean, from records and vinyls that my dad had of, uh, you know, my, my, you know, my mom was a musician, you know, and my dad was a drummer, you know, and, and you know, my dad was the, was the mentor for uh, uh, Chester Thompson, which is uh, 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 Phil Collins' drummer. So I grew up listening to, to, to Phil Collins. Um, first album I ever played and listened to and heard was was Michael Jackson though, uh, that I can remember, and uh, I mean Michael Jackson was just was was great um, legend. But um, you know, so a lot of that, a lot of a lot of vinyls and soul and like Aretha and all of that, you know, because those are the records that my dad had in the house. So I was listening to a lot of that stuff growing up. Um, but when, when we're talking about flowers, I'm talking about people I'm personally giving flowers to. So it really does. It really well, that's what I mean. Who are there any people or bands outside of hip hop that not your dad, but you I, I, picked I, up on that you would want to give flowers to? I love people who progress a sound or a genre forward or create it from scratch. Um, I, I I love. I really do love Coldplay. I know that's kind of corny, but I do love Coldplay. I love Coldplay. I love old Elton John. I, I love Elton John, not just old Elton John. I love, um, you know, even like, even, even, um, even Chainsmokers, man. I love what they did with that sound, you know? I love Chainsmokers. I really do. Um, but, um, you know, what other bands did I... If they don't come straight to the top, yeah, of I wasn't head, really a big band. You know, it really was. You know, geez, it's always really you've been, been hip hop. I know, I know. You yeah. know, I I started falling into other industry, uh, 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 industry just because genres. Because you know, damn, I was like the subfusion sound. I really started getting in this in the fusions of sounds, and now I mean, fusion is is a big part of most a lot of genres. Um, but, um, you know hip-hop man it's just it's breath of fresh air for me and there's more artists and hungry real artists come out and um continue to push forward continue to create continue to evolve push the culture forward um you know i'm all for it you know and i you know i told you i'm starting some projects and trying to get you know a curated playlist thing going on i'm trying to get a little page going on where i talk about artists and new releases and rate them and all of that stuff so um, that's to come. I don't want to talk too much about it now because it's not finished, but um, I love it, man. It keeps me plugged in. And, and I mean, music, music and, and music festivals and concerts and all of that really keep me keep me going out here, you know, keep me going out here. And, and the journey of trying to find self and still managing all the other shit that you barely care about, like some of these nine to five jobs and other things that we've worked over our time. You know, it was music that keep it and, and, you know, sports, too, of course. But it was music that really 
keeps me going through all of that, through this journey. So, uh, but flowers, man, I mean, mainly those artists. I mean, any you know, underground or uh, independent artists that immediately come to mind? Listen, Bob deserves flowers for elements, bottom line, you know, and I know there's a lot of other projects like that out there, but I look for special situations. And I consider Bob to be a special situation because this dude was huge. You're talking about a guy that worked with Bruno and he's got this big old platform and he was making commercial radio music. And for him to, 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 to step out in his own, on his own journey and, and put something like that together, he deserves flowers for that. Um, Absolutely. Any art, Ab Soul deserves flowers. TDE deserves flowers for saving hip hop and coming in at the time that they came in. Um, Kendrick deserves flowers. Um, uh, Absol really deserves flowers though. Seriously, uh, yeah, no <laughs> uh, I can't even wait. I don't. It, my, I don't even think our ears will be able to digest what he's probably been working on. I think twenty twenty two is the year. I think his new his next one. It, it, it kind of has to be. It, it, it's uh, year, uh, yeah. it kind of has to be. Uh, he's been going along. It might not be the first half of this year, but I think it'll be this year. I think it'll be this year too. Um, but um, so yeah, as far as the music is concerned, I mean, I, I think those sorts of guys deserve flowers i mean and then you know a lot of the guys that have um passed on you know and i've got you know we've there's a lot of theories out here and a lot of those things too especially in hip-hop um but i'll 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 save that for another time and i'll just focus on um you know the nips of the world and and even guys that people might roll their eyes at because it's like well look at what they're rapping about like young Dolph. listen i believe that every lane of hip-hop there's room for every lane of hip-hop from mumble rap to Cronin to um, to to trap to to all of that, you know, it's like it's it's room for it, you know. And uh, when you're an artist who can find ways to still be uh, modern and and still uh, catch audiences' ears of all age ranges, and you still can throw messages within your sound, even if you are generally a trap artist or a whatever artist, I applaud you for that, you know. And, um, you know, uh, you know, let me tell you who else deserves flowers. The people that are out here trying to wake people up. All of them. All of the. Well, I'm going to name a bunch of them, at least in my opinion. And, and I'm gonna let a you lot of them are going to be controlled opposition. I'm going to let, let you run with it, G, because that's probably where I'm segueing at at this point now. Anyway, I'll let you run with it because it's like, listen. You got, you got in a world that's so fake and propagandized and a lot of mainstream elements of it fits that mold. You've got to have, um, you got to have, you got to have the other side. And well, rap, rapid fire though, rapid fire. Let's I want to get you, I want to get you through it. Any yep. podcasters that immediately come to mind outside of our own, of course. Um, any podcasters, I must say, you know, um, God, it's hard. You know, I did grow up. You know, I mean, it's it's hard to just say the the the, the regular ones, but you know, the big time ones they, they're going to get their flowers. But the guys that are, and I, I listen. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to podcasts, and I listen to those podcasts a lot, but. Um, I really liked what, what, what Chris Spiracy was doing. You know, I really like what human vibration is doing. I like what these folks who don't have a massive platform, 
but they're dedicated to truth. They're dedicated to, 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 to making people think they're dedicated to something that's, that's a little different, that, that's different, that's, that's, that's not so mainstream, not so just basic, not so surface level. Um, I love what they're doing. I love what all of these folks are doing. You know, um, I'll let you get to individuals, but. Oh, I've still got a few, th- a few rapid fires for you. Yeah, um, go ahead. Any, any documentaries that immediately come to mind? Well, I think the first documentary, Fahrenheit 9-11 changed everything for me. Uh, because that was around the time where I had first um, and talk about controlled opposition, right? Must yeah, but war, but, right? but 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 there's so a lot what? of truth. There's there a lot truth of truth nuggets in it. Most yeah. of everything that motherfucker was talking about was that. So mm-hmm. now, now, you know, exact that that that's a great example right there. You know that that I brought up and that you're bringing up. It's like controlled opposition, okay, but you know what? He he's putting it out here, mm-hmm. and maybe they're letting him put it out here. That's fine. Well, guess what? Power to, power to the person that's got the balls to to uh, weather the storm because, you know, um, but Fahrenheit was the start of me first saying, yo, the powers that be, they got some other shit going on out here. Right. And so flowers to flowers to more flower flowers to all of them. It doesn't make controlled op and not, bro. It, it started a lot of it started an awakening for a lot of people that have led a lot of people 10, 15, 20 years later to be in a position to not be so conformed. So shout out. Um, any any uh, documentaries? Um, not that comes to mind. I mean, if it doesn't immediately come to mind, don't worry about it. I don't have but a few, a few of some of them, uh, some of these categories. Uh, what about artists like that outside of music? Music. Um, artists, actors, I'm gonna loop them all in. Uh, yeah, yeah, any of that. Well, uh, uh, flowers from from my brother Denzel. Denzel Washington is one of the few people that I look at, and I can tell like he knows everything that's going on, but I feel like he he somehow probably is able to maneuver through a lot of it. And I don't think many. I don't know, but I just. He has such a he's smooth. Though. He's smooth, and maybe smooth you know, Obama, hey, and that could be dangerous too because Obama was smooth, smooth too, cat all right? Too, yeah. So, kidding. so, but th- but th- there's something way more authentic about Denzel. I think I, I think that's a little different. I mean, listen, I know it kind of goes. Yeah, it could what be. Could be. Look, I look to 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 appease all of the skeptics and cynics out there. Mm-hmm. Anybody <laughs> could be controlled up. I could yeah. be controlled up. I could be. Too. I don't even know. And this the world is so fucking crazy. I yeah. could be fucking Manchurian candidate chipped. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep it real. I don't it's know. An interesting movie he did. Yeah, that's why I thought did. about it. that's why I was oh, connecting yeah. the dots. But oh, but yeah. yes, but yes. Anyhow, uh, any Twitter accounts you want to shout out? <laughs> Human vibration. I already I already gave her her flowers. I think she I think I think her work on John Bonet, but more importantly, what it led her to really being able to staple her identity to right now, which is look at all this fake shit that you look at. Imagery. One of the most important things next to what Alice and McDowell, because now it's crypto and and all that is so the metaverse and that blockchain stuff. That's important stuff. Simultaneously speaking, very important. Very important. 
Um, mm-hmm. Other other than that, I think there are a lot of there are a lot of um, <laughs> shout out to hip hop out of numbers. I mean, the, the work that the, the, who, this Australian does to come up with this data is insane. Cool. Uh, I shout out to any plant based blog because I don't really care if you eat meat. Like you can still eat meat and still understand plant based philosophy and say, damn, I can still incorporate all of the other philosophies to whatever I still want to do and still know that you're giving the body a lot of fuel. Shout out to understanding, uh, to, to, to nutritional uh, blog. I, you know, thinking of individual ones, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to pull. I mean, um, shout out to, shout out to money, Twitter, money, Twitter. You got people dedicated to, to people being able to, 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 to better in themselves, man, without going and getting in debt with a college degree sometimes, or, Maybe without doing something, you know, there, there are a lot of entities. Shout out to Twitter. I mean, because I mean, it's censored and controlled as it may be. Shout out to YouTube. It, it, yes, shout, out fa- still, shout out Facebook. Exactly. It's still shout out, shout out opportunities Instagram, to do know? things that that we weren't, wouldn't be able to do any other way. It's up to us right. to figure out, well, if I've got more truth to tell and I got to be creative with how we do it. Hey, guess what? There's another entity being born right now because of that, that we can use for that reason. Yep. Or whatever. Yep. Uh, books. Um, well, I have to obviously shout out uh, one of the books that you gifted, uh, gifted me. Um, uh, Gia, you know, I draw blanks until you say a word. Uh, the, the four agreements. <laughs> and um, um, because these are things that when you read they touch you and they hit you differently. Shout, shout out, shout out to the Encyclopedia of Homeopath and Neopathic Doctors. One of the most important books of of of, of, our, of, of human. Uh, one of the most important books I feel that are out here that exist today. I mean, th- 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 this is a twelve hundred page book from every just about every neopathic and homeopathic doctor in existence that have come together to create this, and it's just. It's so insightful for health, nutrition, uh, uh, methods of, of staying healthy, being healthy out here. Um, uh, flowers to them. Um, uh, other books, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I mean, any book that makes my dad even look at something differently is making an 84-year-old man look at something. You know what I mean? Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, you know, um, I don't know, man. I mean, this is uh, if it doesn't come into mind automatically, don't worry about it because I've only got a few. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, I was about to. Anyway. And then, and then uh, what about any drugs? I know cannabis, but anything else, uh, any rituals or spiritual experiences, meditations? You ever been to like an ashram, anything like that? No, um, I, I, I definitely want to one day. I, I want to uh, go to some sort of village. I, I used to want to go to Dr. Seb, Sebi's village, the Ursha mm-hmm. village. I don't know how much I trust anything without Sebi still being here, especially with how I feel he died and went out. Um, and some of the things with his family that I just don't, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on it because I'm not, I don't know. But I know that I don't, I don't know if I can. Um, I want to go to something similar to that, though. I want to go to some sort of enlightenment journey village 
where you literally can get uh, uh, oxygen therapy. You literally are eating clean the whole week. You're in healing waters. You're in. You ever heard of Earth ships? Huh? Have you ever heard of Earth ships? Houses that they're building into the earth with recycling water and sewage and all of mm-hmm. that. You, yeah, okay. You should I, check I, out. I, earth. I, you should check it out. You just, yeah, this documentary, definitely. like a here's the short documentary, like a ten minute one on YouTube. Uh huh. Just type in earth earth ships. Earth ships. It's, they're pretty awesome. Um, and that's and what I just did. That little tip right there. That's what I really. Another thing that I want to incorporate in this show more is again, we're not primary researchers, but part of the old what we're doing right now with the flowers is like here's some breadcrumbs. If anything hits your ear and you're like, that sounds interesting, go check it out. And I'm going to put all the links in this. The description on this episode is going right. to be full. Perfect. I'll tell you another one to shout out. Wim Hof, you know, his work, Good one. his work on, on deep breathing and cold and cold baths and, and cold in general and what it can do for the body is amazing. It's astounding. And listen, it's funny, G, because some I've always been a person sometimes where it's like, even if I didn't, even if I don't really fully know or understand something, sometimes when you dig into something, sometimes you're like, yo, this makes sense. Like I literally hear what is being said. And I'm like, without me even doing my own deep dive yet. Wow. This makes, this makes it hits. It hits. Yep. Some stuff just makes sense. I think we overcomplicate most things that when it doesn't really need to have, they don't have, it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. If it hits your heart, it hits your soul. That's it. It made sense. It 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 moved you. It impacted you. And I think that uh, Wim Hof, man, that's another one to shout out to. So um, just these are some of the people that I, that I, that I'm thinking about that. Any other researchers? That's the last one off the top of your head. Just any anything else off the top of your head you want to give flowers to that you haven't already said? I want to give flowers to the internet because that's through a all good the deception, one. through all the that's deception, through all the lies, through all the CDCs and the Fauci's and all the bullshit, it's really not that hard, people, to just go and do your own research. So shout out to the internet. All right. <laughs> Yep. Shout out the internet. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. I mean, some of this stuff is like, yo, why are we still even considering this a theory, a conspiracy theory at this point? Yep. But anyway. Hell yeah, man. So um, if, if I mention anything during what, what I'm about to go through yep. that reminds you of something that you forgot, just oh, go yeah, ahead I'll and you, you got the, the green light to interrupt me. Um, but I'm going to go through this a little bit quicker than I might have otherwise, because we're like two and a half hours in already. Yep. approaching that but uh yeah man so um i didn't put these lists in any particular order because it's too hard to order musicians for me i love music in general um so i did put an asterisk beside some that are extra special to me um but for the most part i'm just going to run right down the list i did Mm -hmm. separate hip-hop from um blended genre which i do have Mm -hmm. some in the blended genre that are definitely hip-hop influenced Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways i'm gonna just go for it First one, I'm, I'm going to say this one first, uh, <clears throat> Lupe Fiasco. Not a big fan of Lupe right now. James's face explains yeah. about how I feel about Lupe right now. But yep. big impact on my life. Uh, yep. Lasers is, a, is an album that Still made left an imprint music. in me. Um, yep. And I liked, and I liked uh, several other albums, Food and Liquor 2 being oh, the yeah. one I would say was sec- my second favorite um, out of his discography. But yep. 
Anyhow, uh, T.I., Drake, Lil Wayne, I don't listen to those guys nearly as much anymore, but I felt I had to mention all of them because you get into hip hop. For me, my story is I got into hip hop because my older cousin listened to it. And, you know, obviously the popular ones were the ones that were most easily accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple others, uh, Eminem, you know, being one. uh, But I named these first because the, the... the further I get into it, I, I'm, it's not in any particular order, but the later I mention it, the more impactful they've been in general, not necessarily an exact order. But mm-hmm. um, man, a guy that that is going to be he's been on the podcast, but it, my audio wasn't right. I, I, I was still a novice podcaster, so we're going to get him on again very soon. Um, but real, real, real. I used to think it was real by real because the way he notates it is a uh, R.I.E.L x r i e l and that x uh-huh. i thought it was like like lumber like four by four you know yeah i thought it stood for buy and i real thought it was real. like real by real like a, like a movie like real by real yeah um but he said no nah, which just actually sounds, sounds pretty dope. that sounds dope. He, when he heard me my thought of that but he said no nah, it's just real real um his name is gabriel so i got you the last four letters of his name but uh yeah man he's He's got some music that I really like. One song in particular was my number one song on Spotify. Um, and I listen to it all the time. It's called Salvador Dali. I'll link that in the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Crew, they're not rapping together anymore, but they're a hip hop duo from Kansas City. Maybe they'll get back together. Um, there's a whole story behind that. I won't go into it. Uh, Lil Dicky, fuck with Lil Dicky. <laughs> uh, as a, and as an artist in general, I like the show Dave. Did you watch Dave on Hulu? I've seen an episode. I've seen an episode. Yeah. Yeah, I know it comes on FX. It's pretty good. I like, I like he, you talk about a huge Kanye fan. Oh, I know. Little Dicky is a huge Kanye fan. Yeah. No, I remember (laughs) him uh, 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 showing Yay Love in one of his interviews. I saw him with somebody one time, Nard Ward or someone. That's like his, that's like his number one idol is Kanye, without a doubt. Uh, He talks about it in the show a lot. But speaking of Kanye, Big Sean is on my list. Mm-hmm. shout out big sean love you big mm-hmm. sean yeah uh, nf did i know you like nf nf yeah. uh flatbush zombies uh-huh. i love me that last flatbush. album too is crazy man that uh, last album is crazy i've been listening i to particularly them. like them because they're like you know they're they're uh catalyzing the psychedelic movement in hip-hop Re, you know, revitalizing a, a psychedelic yeah. wave in, in, in the hip hop community, which I think is awesome. So yeah. shout out, shout out Flatbush Zombies. Uh, Russ, got to give my flowers to Russ. Uh, independent. Independent. And yeah. uh, King Iso, uh, he's with Strange now, but mm-hmm. man, I, I do have a little story to tell with him. Um, I met him at the Norva May 28th, 2018. Um, and I actually talked to him for a little bit, man. And, and he actually, um, that conversation kind of shift. I, I don't want to say it was like one of the most significant um, worldview shifts I've ever had. Mm-hmm. But I asked him a question, something along the lines of like, what is the foundation of all this bullshit? All these lies, like how, like what, what is our, what should our focus, like the number one focus be? And he was like, I don't, I don't want to quote him exactly, but it was like big paraphrasing. Big pharma, basically, it was like the, the big pharma industry, the medicine industry, man. And that I think I've told you this before, because as somebody that came into the whole conspiracy, which I don't that word is 
but I, I, I'm starting to hate it too. I know, but that's why I try to see. You notice I try to say truth or more truth but, or or I try to resistance resistance yeah. community. I've heard that. Yeah. Whatever it Whatever. it is, what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, but it 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 was like, man, that's I've always been trying to get people like, you know, onto the tip of knowing about central banking and how that's a, a you know a pyramid scheme essentially a racket and uh and it, it, i think he would had a point that it just clicked with me it's like they don't care yeah. everybody out here on drugs <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's, like, but no but it's just legal or legal they're yes on drugs that's the thing Nobody, nobody's you're, got you're, the time your normal to suburban economic house, system yeah, they were on their pharmaceutical drugs and drinking wine with it. It's it's all over, man. No matter what it is, psychedelic weed or your pharmaceuticals. It's it's, pharmaceutical it's everyone's industry. high. Big pharma. Yeah. yeah. So shout out King Isa. Three days after that, three days uh later on June 1st, 2018, he put out an album that um I'm gonna I'm gonna do a top 10 album after I get through the artist too. Mm-hmm. I'll run through it real quick. But he's he put out an album that is is called uh, Dementia. And that was independent. He signed with Strange Music after that album, but he did that album by himself, produced, mixed, writ- written, all of it. And I mean, uh, epic, epic, epic album. Yeah. So shout out, shout out to artists who are learning that you, I mean, God, to have the skill set to be able to mix, master, engineer, produce, write, compose, all of that, your own project, man. Shout out to all amazing. Those guys. And amazing. you're seeing a lot more of them in the game now because the industry don't even the industry yeah. don't even want to want, want to deal with you if you can't do it all now. Right. Right. You know. Some more mainstream ones that I have to I have to say, uh, just because for better or worse, they had a significant impact on my life. J. Cole, yeah. Kanye, Jay-Z, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar. Yes, sir. Uh, and then the top, and of course, shout out Cole. I didn't mention Cole, but shout yeah, of out course, Cole. right? Um, and then creme, creme de la creme for me. Um, and I, like I said, there's some that I have under my blended list that could be considered hip hop. So be patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, but creme de la creme, as far as what I would consider strictly hip hop or mostly hip hop, and in Mac Miller's case, Mac Miller's up here in, in the creme shout de la creme section. RIP. Uh, Nas, of course, Locksmith, mm-hmm. West Coast Locksmith. rapper. A lot, you, you know. Look, he's still too small. He's still too small. A- anytime mm-hmm. you get the chance to shout him out, anytime I get the chance to shout him out, I'm shouting him out. Shout happen. out Locksmith. You're right. the fucking shit, dude. Um, Immortal Technique. Nothing else to say about that. Just right. Immortal Technique. Uh, Tech Nine. Tech Nine. I mean, that's strange, dude, strange man. music. That's, that's your dude. Yeah independent number one independent in the world technically. absolutely which did is, the yeah. did the halftime show uh t- sunday night kansas city at kansas city they the ha- that's they, big that's big time for that, that's big that's like big that. but of, of course the, of course the end of course uh I, of course they didn't show that halftime show or anything oh no no it was on youtube you had to watch that one on youtube watching on youtube yeah i got you but 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 that's what's up that he got to do it though in his own city. amazing and still the crowd game. the crowd yeah, regardless of whether it was broadcast game. yeah that's just a lot of yeah. fans a lot of people that's Damn, awesome that's what's up. awesome, awesome. But I, I do hear that the city the city the city the kids the city be showing them love though 
Oh, he's, I mean? like he's, he's, got, he's the king of Kansas City. Bro. Yeah, he's got respect. And I don't just mean with fans. I mean, he's got respect. With, he goes with, on the uh, news channel. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he's, the local he's got, news he's channel, got, like, exactly. has his story, has broadcast his story. I mean, right, he's the real deal, bro. Shout out, Sec Nine, love that's it. Um, and then, of course, BOB, mm-hmm. so of course, those two are going to be Bob at the top of this that, list, yeah, uh, for me. Um, as far as like blended genre, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and do the ones that are like hip hop influenced since I just read off the hip hop list. Dirty Heads, if y'all have ever heard of Dirty Heads, they're like a West Coast um, reggae fusion hip hop. Uh, man, they're all over the place. They're, they're like a no genre type of type of band. Love Dirty Heads. Check them out. Jerry Robinson. He's a new artist with Strange Music with Tech Nine in them. Uh, he's got a, a pop sound a little bit, but it's like it's fresh. I love it. Uh, Kid Cudi. What, what can I say other than, you know, Man on the Moon is a is a classic album Mm -hmm. Um, regardless of what has happened since then i mean i liked i liked um pain passion and demon slaying yeah Uh, i I like this i like you know me i got an ear for different sounds too i like this new album but um i I like this new album i'll just leave it at that i'm not gonna say nothing else it wasn't it wasn't i yeah but it wasn't it wasn't you know i I didn't hate it but yeah uh damian marley i had to put on this list because oh yeah nice and damian marley distant yeah, relatives yeah, um, amazing uh jelly roll hip-hop influence country sound 80s voice just great i mean love jelly roll uh and then of course if anybody really knows me you know i'm gonna have to shout out mayday recognize burns those guys are just they can put they they <laughs> transcend genre list they literally just tear it up regardless of what they're playing so shout out Mayday, yeah. shout out rec shout out burns um stuck on an island we'll get to that in a minute uh and then other artists outside of hip-hop or even hip-hop influenced um if you've ever heard of black mill he's a united kingdom british dubstep but i'm not i'm not usually into dubstep it's like a very no I've chill seen, you know, it's like a there. trill it's like a trill step yeah. it's so dope the way he what he does is i fuck with that so yeah. black, black mill uh one word grizz he's like a saxophone electronic funk yeah jam kind of, i mean he's he's funky he's dope love him he's yeah. actually out of detroit as well um a lot of, lot of D- Detroit on this list. Detail, man. It's a lot of detail in the game, for sure. <laughs> uh, Mimosa. It's a lot of people don't realize. It's a lot of it's a lot of Virginia and DMV people in the game, too, though. That's true. That's a true. Lot. Shout out yeah. Missy Elliott and Pharrell. Oh, and my push, God. And Pusha sure. T. Yep. Pusha. Um, yep. Mimosa. He's a – he's a that's that's more strictly dubstep, but, again, I fuck, I fuck with his style. Uh, the right. Glitch Mob is, is – you could call them dubstep but they're more electronic fusion they're 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 just good they're all over the place but they're definitely dubby but i wouldn't say like dubstep necessarily right uh papadocio they're definitely more classic jam band type uh you know acid jam (laughs) yeah Uh, even their name papadocio papadocio (laughs) uh ronald jinkies uh he is he might be autistic. I don't even know. Like he's, he's a little out there. He's, he's yeah. sounds funny when he talks, but you put him on a synthetic electronic keyboard, double stack keyboard. And he puts out some of the That's most the shit I'm talking about. Oh, uh, Ronald Jenkins. Just... He's, he's on, he's on the creme de la creme of this list. 
that 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 just reminds me g mike dean shout out to mike dean who is the godfather of all things mastering and mixing and synthesized and i mean i give kanye so many flowers kanye most of kanye's finished products and his and his team's finished products don't happen without mike dean finishing them so shout out to Mike Dean and everything he's contributed to the game and the sound and Travis Scott and all of these other, I mean, even back in, people don't remember, but you know, Dean's been around forever, dude, since UGK and Pimp C and them boys and, and ghetto boys and all of them, like he was master. He was producing for those dudes too. So anyway, shout out to Mike Dean. Hell yeah. Do that whenever you think of something for real. That's, that's and hit boy. And hit right. boy, right? What kind of run is that non-human nice. on this freaking right. year? Did this yeah. the past forever? Yeah. Oh my god! And right. some of the stuff listening to his playlist on New Year's, uh, I didn't even realize he did some of the songs he did. And this is me, and I I know who makes a song, and I know who you know usually. Uh, but man, I I was like, damn, I didn't realize as many songs as he made for Beyonce, and many songs as he made for good music in general. Um, and then for him to bring not. For him to be doing what he's doing with Nas and Sean and him right now, shout out to Hit Boy, man. He's he's so versatile. He's working with R and B cats too. Just shout out to Hit Boy. He gets his flowers too. This crazy run he's on right now, historic run he's on. All right, I'm done. Nah, well, no, I wanted to let you continue because I wanted to come back to that. All of that came to your mind because I said Ronald Jenkins. You got to check him out, Ronald. Yeah, Jenkins. you said double keyboard, and I started thinking of producers. Like, fuck, I didn't name any producers. And producers, um, I mean, this is the time to be alive for a producer boy because they're getting their, they're getting recognition like never before. Producers are. Yep. And then and then Beats Antique to wrap up the kind of electronic fusion sounds. Uh, Beats mm-hmm. Antique is dope. Um, and then you know more pop uh, type of stuff that I just I got to throw it out there because um, it influenced me one way or yeah, another. Uh, Jack Johnson, he's mm-hmm. like a very light rock. You know, mm-hmm. very know chill, easy, easy listening. Uh, and then Dave Matthews Band, my parents listened to them growing up. But, you know, like you were saying, I, I'm not mentioning them because they my parents listened to them. They actually had an influence on me. They're Virginia. Right. They're Dave Matthews is from Virginia. For Virginia. Um, yeah. And just good music, you know, not tip, not my typical music that I listen to. But every now okay. and then I jam out and I, I everybody, everybody has different moods, man. Right. I don't I mean, everybody has different moods and different genres and sounds uh spark different different emotions and and is fitting for those moods so i know and then uh the only it's not even country country ish pop country um i got a shout out zach brown band uh anybody that growing up in my culture mm-hmm. like white boy from the from mm-hmm. the rural place from rural any any country artist talking about smoking weed and still showing respect for the veterans and still being in that lane, but doing it yeah. in a way that's much realer than a lot of yeah. the fakeness I experienced growing up where I grew up. Um, shout out Zach Brown. Yep. I fuck with you. Um, and then creme de la creme on this, on this part of the list, uh, Tycho is a, just a very, I don't even know how to explain either one of these two that I'm about to say Tycho or emancipator emancipator. Even though he's not hip hop, I gotta put him above Absol, Bob, all of them, bro. I mean, the music he pe- played—it's it's instrumental. There's only a few mm-hmm. songs where there's even a vocalist on there, and it's usually like a female doing some like, you know, angelic, mystical type. Yeah, stuff. I see what you're saying, harmonizing or whatever. And uh, where the, her voice is just another instrument, basically. Oh, I got you. Uh huh. Um, but man, he 
he started out as a hip hop producer and uh, he's actually from the Northern Neck, went to William oh, yeah. and Mary and, oh, yeah. uh, and moved out to Portland, you know, right after he graduated William and Mary and he's been out there pretty much since. But yeah, dude, his music is just there's no words. So, you know, as as, as somebody that loves hip hop and loves the word and, and loves lyricism, for me to put him at the top of the list just lets you know the intricate sounds, the 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 layeredness, the I mean, he just does it all, man. And it's yeah. such a chill sound. And it's just Emancipator is number one to me. Tycho is very good, is good enough for me to give my flowers to him. And yep. he's in, in that same realm of Emancipator where it's just like a chill soundscape almost type of uh, genre, so to speak. Uh, and then to wrap up my musicians, reggae or dub inspired i had a few of these um first and foremost middlesex band stuck on a name got to give my flowers to these guys they're uh they're making an i mean they're ironically making a name for themselves as stuck on Mm -hmm. a name um but i mean they're good they're good especially for a local band they're really fucking good they're called middlesex band no, 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 stuck on a name. You know, oh, Drew, Drew Luffy, Drew Luffy's band. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Ash Wright and uh, and uh, Joe Gaskins. Right, all them cats. right, yeah. right, right, right. They had the, they're the, killing the, it. They played at uh, Oyster Festival. They I've, had their little pop up down at the, you know, they live in Waterview. Some of them do. Yeah, yeah, I think. Anyway, they had an event. They had an event. They had an event. Um, they had an event locally. Oh yeah, no, they that's what I'm yeah. saying. Shout out. I mean, they're yeah. for 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 being from Middlesex, yeah, they're legit. They're legit yeah. on the national scene, on you know, they they're you know, they're making a name. They're making yeah, and they went they I think they even got like some Virginia reggae dub awards a few years back, which like Soja, who's on my list right here, I'm about yeah. to win. They like won awards there. I mean, Soja's big time now. It's oh, like, for sure. And they're getting awards at the same award show. Like that's Soja, you're yeah, starting yeah, to yeah. they're starting to do something. Damn, Soja, Soja's been around for a minute too. At this point, we've been yeah, doing this no thing for a while. No kidding. Shout out Soja. Their first yeah. album was like 2001. They were exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. Of course. Shout out the legend Bob Marley. Of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bob's. Shout oh, out. speaking of speak, why since you're saying Bob, um, Bob for some reason, I mean, they're not really the same, but it makes me think of Lenny Kravitz for some reason. Shout out to Lenny, you know, okay. I, I love Lenny for, for my other type of music. Um, and uh, shout out to St. John because Lenny found Saint and Saint is a problem. Bottom line, St. John is, 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 is shout out to Saint, he gets his flowers too. Check out St. John. If you ain't, no, no, I saw you did, Kanye did Lenny. a feature. They, they did a collab. I, I saw that. Oh, an amazing song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing good. song together. Matter of fact, if you want to figure out who both of them are, listen to their song together. Um, did they do the Monica Lewinsky song? I think it was Monica Lewinsky. Anyway, we'll find it and put it in the link. And uh, last, last few 10 foot ganja plant. They're like a dub, mostly dub. There's a few songs with vocals, but. Uh, I'm pretty plant. sure they're out of uh, upper upper New York, upstate New York, mm-hmm. um, but they're they're killer. And then slightly stupid. Every, I think everybody's probably heard of them. West Coast uh, kind of in the sublime sound uh, inspired. Mm-hmm. And then Revolution. Uh, last one I'll name is Revolution. Revolution. The reason I put them at the top of the list, not necessarily 
ones that I listen to the most in the reggae field. Um, but when I first started smoking, uh, I listened to a lot of revolution. They were, they were somebody that when, you know, I was kind of going through the transition of opening my mind and becoming mm-hmm. a lot more aware, uh, 2007, yep. 2008, 2009, I was listening yep. to a lot of revolution. So although I don't listen to them as much these days, I still do every now and then get in a revolution mood and shout out to those boys there. They're dope. And then I'm going to run through the rest of this as quick as possible. Cause this has been a long episode, but it's yeah, been man, dope, we can, though, but it's been so dope. So that's fine. Well, yeah. good thing about it is you're going to clip it up and be good, but we can, yeah, let's tie it up. Um, albums. Um, so I named all the artists as about 50 artists. I, I tried to limit it to 50, uh, but top 10 albums. This is again, and not necessarily particular order, but a loose order. Um, all sixes and sevens tech nine. That was the album that got me into tech nine, 2011. Amazing. I mean, every all of these albums that I'm about to name, I can't say enough about. If, yeah. if I if I put an album on this list, this is creme de la creme. All of yeah. these. Control system, Absol. Man, that's up there, boy. Man, that's up there for me too, boy. <laughs> Damn, from Kendrick Lamar. I like Absol more than Kendrick, but I put Damn ahead of Control System because that was. I mean, all I could say after listening to that album was Damn. Yeah. Yeah, Literally, I mean, listen, just like that, all caps. Listen, he's still he's Damn. still Kendrick for a reason, you know. <laughs> he's still he's still first on the pecking order of the group. Well, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are good kid, Mad City people, and then yep. you got your to to pimp a butterfly people. And I was before Damn, I was all like so Section Eighty, Section, section Eighty. Section, I was like, there's se- no way he'll ever top Section Eighty, and then he put I, out I, Damn. I still think, I still think Section Eighty is his best best work ever. Well, that's that's our. I'll at least give you that's debatable. The no, only, of course, everything is debatable in music is subjective. True, but, but in, for my, me, in, my, in my opinion, the only mm-hmm. one that is in 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 the league of damn is Section Eighty. But da- damn was for me like because I really thought I was like, "There's not he'll, he'll never tip top." Ne- Section 80. Don't get in so my damn mind, was a hell of an album. In though. my really mind, was... I was like, "He's never gonna top Section 80. That's right, a right. masterpiece of an album, and then right. he did, and I was just like, "Damn." And I that's the name I, of the fucking album. Is just I, I think he has a chance to top that, bro. And you know, he's he's amazing. he's that good. And the fact that he went away for this long tells me it's just going to be so. It's just going to be. It's it's yeah. out of words won't begin to. Yeah. TDE in general, all of them, man. They're about to come back. And I know Isaiah just, well, just dropped uh, this year. And, and, and Isaiah then, uh, was gone for a long time and a came room back full with, of it, with a masterpiece. Have you listened to that? A Room Full of Mirrors? Of course. Oh, wait. Shoot. A Room Full of Mirrors. That's Punch's uh Punch's, oh, Punch's album. Daylight oh, I thought you were no, 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 no. It's not Punch's album. It's like the whole co- it's a whole collective called A Room Full of Mirrors. It's Punch, and uh they got uh uh um I know Daylight's in it, and I think Isaiah Rashad might be in it, too. But no, you got to check them out, bro. Oh, OK. A Room Full of Mirrors. Yeah, you got to check it's that one out, though. It's a collective, punch? a West Coast collective. In oh, OK. The- yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. bro. If you're a TDE fan and you haven't heard of A Room Full of Mirrors yet, no. get on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah get, on, get on that one. I'll see what Punch be putting out there, but Punch is one, you know, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Okay. All right. What were you going to, what were you about to say about punch though? Punch is the man. I hope you weren't about to say nothing. Better. I'm not about to say nothing crazy, but punch is punch is not really the artist punch punch is like uh, other thing to TDE. That's so when I, I look like. at them, all right, I look well, okay. At, now that you say that though, 
listen to the song. No, no, no. I understand. Listen to the song, The Man right. Behind the Curtains. Have you heard that one? No, but I can already tell you by the name of it. I know the, man, the man behind, behind the, the curtains. Him and Top Dog. Punch. Him and, yeah. Listen it to it. It makes sense. Listen to it. Completely Punch. I've gotten, look, and every time Punch hops on an Ab song, it's one of Ab's realest fucking songs. Really? That's true, though. That's true. Punch is, look, don't, and punch, I, I, I defend him the way I defend Ab. I love that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. I, I, I got to check more, more the music of Punch out. Yeah. A room full of mirrors. I got to check. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So, um, the album is called A Room Full of Mirrors. That's what I was trying to find out for you. That it's, it's the artist is a collective oh. called A Room Full of Mirrors. And they have, they have an out. Al- it's an album. It's called Money. It's called Money Bags. Check it out. The first song is Money Bags, eight tracks. Just, it's on Apple Music just fucking ridiculous i i have to imagine this on all platforms i got it on title so yeah check that one out bro um but yeah my my top albums of all time to continue dementia i already mentioned earlier by king iso oh, yeah, I see it absolutely amazing dementia mm-hmm. man on the moon i mentioned that one earlier kid cuddy absolutely amazing um i put no genre on here instead of elements because i knew we were going to mention elements anyway and elements I felt like was kind of cheating because it's like four projects in one. So I mm-hmm. put no genre because I think for me, no genre was the one where it was like, damn, B.O.B. Like, no, that was, that's that was, that's the, you. That was, that, that he, was the one for you. as Yeah. Before and it was also the one where he kind of diverted from being obviously pop like he had put right. out mixtapes where it was. It was clear he was kind of in the conscious dabbling in that. And I remembered even then we were like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. But you know, this is probably as far as it but can go. No and, genre, and, and even but then, then no I, I was fine was, with that. He broke because out of, of the how shell big completely. of an artist he was. Right. But because with of how no big genre, of an artist he no, was at the time. I just was no like, genre, hey, this is yeah. No genre, no. he broke out the shell completely. Yeah. Yeah. And the first track on there, Beast Mode. Just, yeah, exactly. And then the whole the whole thing is no genre, top, top album, or project, yeah. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only exactly. one on here that's not hip hop, and I, I just had to put it on here because, I mean, as everybody probably knows by now, if they've listened to enough episodes, and as you know, I've done some LSD in my day, and uh, <laughs> I took an LSD one trip one time and put on a classic LSD album, uh, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, and had mm-hmm. a, a, an experience that is just beyond words, and uh, <laughs> so I actually have a flag, the Dark Side of the Moon flag hanging above my um, bed in my room, so Dark Side of the Moon. Be, yeah, that, that, I can see how that's on you. As far as not even being hip hop influenced, it's my favorite album of all time. Um, gotcha. the, the next three that I'm going to name, all of them are kind of blended, not strictly hip hop. Uh, Swimming by Mac Miller. I wish I had gotten into Mac earlier, man. I should. I, 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 now, I was listening to Mac, but I wasn't into. I got into him right before he died, man. It, it, the, yeah. time, the timing was like heartbreaking because it was like I had just gotten into him. I keep a journal. I remember our conversation that you had with me about Mac. You I were keep, like, bro, I keep go a back journal. and listen. Yeah, I yeah. keep a journal. And, and uh, I mean, I don't know the exact date that I really got into him, but I remember looking back through my journal after he died and August 31st, 2018, my own, the only entry I made that day Swimming is amazing, all caps yeah. underlined. And a week later, seven days later, he passed away. And I was just like, 
It's nuts, bro. I got aside from Kobe Bryant. That's the only two celebrities I've ever cried over. Only two people I never met. Yeah, that actually that 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 fucked me up. If they Mac hit me, Mac hit me, Mac definitely hit me. Um, you know, I was listening to Mac since Blue Slide Park, and when I was in Radford. So I mean, I was bumping Mac, and I were I remember I was always like, yo, people worried about the wrong thing. I always say this: people be worried about the wrong things. Just listen. Just listen to the man rap. The dude can rap. And I've been and I and I, you know. But it, it I guess like with anything, man, it's something different when. He died and then you start to go back, especially with where we're at in our conscious phase, you start to go back and see like, oh, this is around when he started to extend consciously and started to reflect it in his music. I remember when I when he was doing that whole Larry Fisherman thing and all of that stuff. And I was like, where is what is he trying to? I couldn't figure it out. But I see, I see now what he was doing. He was first of all, he was finding himself. He was finding his sound. Hip hop always want to pigeonhole you into this, into this what you are, like, oh, you're a backpack rapper. You're what they call, I think they named that kind of rap. Um, they called it something. It wasn't even backpack anymore. That that came off after Kanye came through. There was this new thing that they put him and Asher Roth. Oh, frat rap, frat rap. Mm. They started calling it frat rap. And I was like, okay, maybe I could see how they called it that early. But to me, Mac Miller was the best of that. Blue Slide Park, bro, was such a vibe. It was, it was such a vibe, you know, when him and Wiz was coming out of Pittsburgh at the same time. It was just a time, man. That was when I was in college. So I guess it just hits different. It stands out different. Um, but uh, shout out to Mac, man. Yeah, but swimming, um, swimming was. Swimming I've got, was, I've got the vinyl, I've got the vinyl hanging in it's, my it's bedroom. It's insane to see his evolution, man. His mature, how how his music started to mature, like the way it started to mature. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, swimming was the one for me. That was when I really was like, oh, I need. When I heard swimming, I was like, man, I got to go back and listen to everything. Listen to all this shit. Listen yeah, to all like, of this and catch up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So good. Um, but yeah, stuck on an island, Mayday. Um, again, you know, with Mayday, uh, I got in, I heard about them because of Tech Nine signing them. And then the first album I heard was uh, t- uh, Take Me to Your Leader, which was their first album off of Strange Music. Right. And it was really, really, it was as good as swimming to where I was like, now I got to go back and listen to everything they've ever put out. Yep. And stuck on an island, man, that's definitely not. It's definitely not all hip hop. Like there's, you know, yeah. some of the verses are definitely hip hop, you know, but yeah. the, the music and the, the the way they put it together, it's like a, a live band. It's a six piece. Um, they're down to a three piece now, but stuck on an island, they were a six piece. And it's just, it's different, bro. And it's just, you know, my ego really identified with it. Cause I feel like I'm a, a mutt, a spiritual mutt in a lot of ways. I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I'm not going to go all into that, but it just, even stuck on an island you know uh that the concept of that is very similar to my podcast idea of alienation right stuck on an island you know right yeah yeah. island to ourselves you know unless we reach out to make connections and tell stories and share stories and listen to other people's stories yeah um and then number one distant relatives (laughs) you've always said that was your that was your favorite one. I remember the first time I heard that album, I was already deep in the Nas. And it, it, it stood out to me because I, I'm almost, 
sure I'm accurate on this. Um, Distant Relatives came out after it came out after Steelmatic. Oh yeah, no, a while after Steelmatic. It was 2011 or 2010, maybe. Oh yeah, I'm tripping. So that was, <coughs> that was after I'm, my bad. After Godson, that was around the Godson mm. era. Yeah, yeah, 2000 and uh, and and uh, and yeah. uh, Streets Disciple era. It was in between those two albums, I think. And I remember, you know, being such a Nas fan, I was like, yo, this is different. And obviously, at the age I was at, I didn't appreciate it until a little later. I didn't start appreciating until I was taking those those after I started my awakening phase and I started, I don't know. I just I started taking those long trips on Raffro 81. It was just different. I started looking at it and hearing it different as I got older, because that's a mature album, obviously. And you gotta be in a different space to even under, to even have that type of album resonate with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, um but yeah, anyway, so. That's, yeah, just an amazing, amazing album. Number one, and I'm a music person, so that says yep. a lot. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to start on, I'm just going to run down these other lists. M- might say a little bit here and there. Um, documentaries, uh, this is a relatively short list. Um, the first documentary that I would say was kind of like a red pill for me. I've mentioned it on a previous podcast before. It's called America from Freedom to Fascism. The um, filmmaker, his name was Aaron Rousseau. He's passed away since then. Um, it focused on the American income tax law. Um, anyhow, uh, another <laughs> another uh, really influential one, especially in my life, uh, given like my personal story and um, things that have happened <laughs> in, in my family and stuff. There's mm-hmm. a, a one called the American Drug War, The Last White Hope. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that one. Before amazing. Am- yeah. Amazing. Just nothing else to say but check that one out right uh zeitgeist i would say was probably behind kinematica i would say that's solidly my second favorite documentary ever uh filmmaker peter joseph um you can find that one free on youtube i'll have the link to that in the description as well and then ben stewart uh pretty much any documentary he's made deserves Mm -hmm. its flowers Uh, so Mm -hmm. he made one with john chavez called dmt quest it's about endogenous dmt the dmt that's already in our body that we can activate through meditation and certain um physical practices like cold bass wim hof uh, Mm -hmm. is is in the documentary um esoteric agenda uh classic truther what do you what you know whatever label you prefer Mm -hmm. the the conspiracists of the world um but for me esoteric agenda the last about 12 minutes um it's called he he does it in chapters and it's the last chapter it's called illusion and reality uh but that last chapter of esoteric agenda specifically blew my mind and it's actually what got me into ben stewart it's why i watched chimatica it's the right. reason i knew about chimatica because right. i was one, i was one of the first like 400 people to watch chimatica to watch the joint when right. i watched it i was like there's only 300 and some views like i was like blunt like how is this not fucking on the mainstream news <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like why yeah. is this huge well, i was still you know naive at that time but anyway chimatica. i can't wait to see your your link list for this episode for this, this is going to be so good so good it's going to be i mean it's going to be everything <laughs> we've talked about in every episode yeah it's, it's, it's going to come back to fruition just yeah. from this link list it's just crazy um ungrip he did a documentary called ungrip it's about uh, at maritime admiralty law 
um, which I'll talk about a little bit later. So I'm not going to go too deep into that right now. Mm -hmm. um, Esoteric Agenda 2.2. He released that on BitChute. It's not on YouTube. Um, that came out right when coronavirus hit May 2020. Uh, and then, like I already said, Kymatica, number one to me, best documentary of all time, period. Uh, and Ben Stewart says, that's my baby. And I understand, Ben, that's so good. Kymatica, huh? Kymatica, just yeah. pff, top. Creme de la creme, better than Zeitgeist. And Zeitgeist is... Pff, no, so. I remember he, he, he said, he specifically said, I had to take Zeitgeist to the next level. And the only way to do that was to kind of tap into where I felt, where he felt... Um, Peter Joseph had missed the spots yeah, he, yeah, he was filling yeah. in the gaps, which, which is what, which is how just like a good artist, man. That's why you build I, off of other good artists. That's why I do not. I don't care that, that playboy Cardi, that's his lane because you know what? Somebody's going to come along that can probably rap like Kendrick, but loves playboy and is going to fuse those two worlds together. And it's going to blow our minds. Oh my God. I didn't even think, it could evolve every time I say I it doesn't it can't evolve anymore. Like production can't get any more better than what it is now. It's production is great. Yeah, right. It's always evolving. Hmm. Always. Yeah. So no, I love I love that stuff because like I guys came through, he had the latest foundation, and then a star is born every day, came through and took it to the next level. I'm probably gonna watch Climatica again. So I saw Climatica in pieces. Climatica. There's no L in it. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me, Climatica. Climatica. I see what I can do with that one. But anyway, that's another conversation. <laughs> Climatica. <laughs> I, I need to have one sit with it and watch it all the way through. Yes, you do. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's number one. That creme de la creme. Number one, period. No, no. That, that's, that's, there's no gray area in the documentary category for me. That gotcha. one's solid number one. That's the, that's the one. Gotcha. Um, so my top 25 has some Twitter accounts on them, but there was a couple of Twitter accounts that I felt like I wanted to give their flowers to that's not on my top 25 list. Mm -hmm. um, so shout out Wida Vision on, uh, on Twitter at Wida, W-I-D-A with a space in between each one. Vision, it's got like a Black Panther eye as the profile. I'm pretty sure he's based out of UK based on some of the tweets, um, as well as Pyramid Realm who uh, he was on an episode with Conspiracy, And uh, I mentioned both of these guys specifically because I've seen them promote the four agreements. Mm -hmm. And I love anybody that does that. So <laughs> Got to give you all my flowers. Hey, shout out, shout try, out Pyramid man, Realm. Shout out Wide Division. Um, <clears throat> next category, personal mentors. Um, like you said, with Mark White, um, I've, got, I've got three that I have to mention. Mm -hmm. uh one dave bratt he was my faculty advisor at randolph macon uh you, you chair talked of, about him before too yeah chair of the so economics should, department yeah. and uh, he was he the one that made you reconsider he, what you were he was an in. economics professor and he was the one that encouraged me to take a philosophy course right and his idea was to get a philosophy minor and still major in economics but you know, he, 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 pushed, that, he pushed me down that, that he pushed me down that that road and the the the, <laughs> the oh, snowball man. the snowball just have, have you had an opportunity to see him since school uh, no. or reach out to him? No, because he got big time. He went oh, uh, he, he was he was our congressman for for four years, four years or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean he was uh he he was the the the, the house of representative seat and for district seven uh henrico hanover richmond area glen allen and all that 
And then uh, he got beat out in 2018. Um, he, he ran as a Republican and uh, I don't agree with him on everything, but, uh, but he's a thinker and he pushed me in the right direction. And, and I, I love the guy with all my heart. Uh, yeah. So Todd, shout out, shout out, Dave Brett, give you my flowers. Um, and then a friend of his, I'm not going to say his actual name because um, he wrote a book in a pen name. So just the fact that he wrote a book in a pen name, maybe he doesn't want his identity being public or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the pen name was Peter Monroe. Uh, and the book is called Daddy X, and it's about <clears throat> um, it's about Malcolm X's philosophy applied to fatherhood. Mm. It's called Daddy X. It's, mm. uh, it's amazing, and uh, I know him personally. I've done some work for him. He runs a website um, called PraxisCircle.com. He's also a Republican and a Christian, um, and I don't always agree with those. I can't I can't get down with all of that a lot of times, but if there's two Christian Republicans that I look up to and consider mentors and people yeah, that have, about to say, but have pushed me theme. in the right direction, yeah. uh, Mr. Monroe and, and Dave Pratt would be those two. I was about to say, there's still, see, regardless, there's a theme to what you've been saying, though. Right. Because and, I told um, you, I, I already, right. Again, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to sift yeah. through. You got to sift through what, you, sift what through resonates with you. And, and at the end of the day, they're talking about things that the mainstream considers taboo. So ultimately, mad love and respect for both uh, Dave Bratt and Mr. Monroe. And then uh, last one, you know, you know, my my friend, but, you know, I grew up with the guy. He was like my brother growing up as as an only child. Um, Mm -hmm. So got to give my flowers to Jesse. Jesse Fuller. Love you, bro. Um, We don't you know, we're not like best friends or anything. We don't talk too often, but it's like a relationship where every time I talk to him, it's like catching up with my brother, you know? Yep. Um, so shout out Jesse. Um, and then, so he's kind of like a good segue cause he's like kind of a mentor, kind of an older brother. Um, but then friends and fam, there's only a couple on here that I really want to shout out outside of my dad and my grandma. And, and of course, all of the people that, um, you know, shaped me as a child, mm-hmm. but, <clears throat> but there's a different level to, to the family that you choose, you know, the family that you're born with. And then the family that you choose, the family that yeah. you choose is it's a different level, man. You know, it is. And, um, <laughs> and when you say it that way, too, when you say it that way, the family that you choose, you're right. Um, A dubs, love you, bro. And uh, Timmy B, they're my brothers. Yeah, that's what it boy. is. That's what Old it is. Timmy B. And James, I mean, obviously, I would not yeah, have made you co host of my podcast if I didn't feel you're an epic being, epic spirit. So give you, give you, give you flowers, man. I appreciate you, bro. Same to you, man. And then I've got a few lists here um, that I'm going to kind of run through the top 25. I'll spend a little bit of time on, but these next few I'm going to run through unpopular, but still influential Ben Shapiro, Bill Gates, Edward Snowden, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Tom Brady, Warren Buffett for better or worse. Most of those people, I mean, Tom Brady, I, I have a soft spot for him just because he did the four agreements thing on ESPN. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. obviously, he's plugged into the. It is what it is, man. To the, like, you know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is, um, and then obviously, all the other names on here, Elon, Bill Gates, Shapiro, a lot of people hate, hate these people. Um, and I disagree with them more than I agree with them. But there are lessons that yes, I have gleaned. It's okay and to disagree. I, right. Yes. So people need to probably 
Damn, bro, we don't have to agree with everything to still right. respect. I mean, even Bill Gates, you know, something. Bill Gates, and I mean, even Fauci could be on this list because, like, the, Man, they're fuck. they're masters in the dark realm, you know, and they're that's yeah, they are, a teacher right. in a in a certain way, you know, in one way or another, it's oh. teaching us what we really are, and so I guess you can look at it that way. It's the balancing act, bro. No, it is though. Absolutely. <laughs> uh. Uh, so honorable mention, they didn't make the top 25. Um, first, I'm going to go down my list that says controlled opposition, question mark. Uh, Alex Jones, mm-hmm. David Icke, Dave Chappelle, Paul Stamets. Uh, Paul Stamets is a fungus expert. A lot of people um, don't realize that he would be considered controlled opposition, but I talked to a friend and he got me on some Reddit threads and I got into a rabbit hole. And yeah, I'm pretty sure he's that, controlled they, opposition. Yeah, but. Uh, at the same time, he's talking about mycology. He's educating in some ways, you know, again, you have to sift through the bullshit yourself, but yep. he's talking about things that I like to talk about. So Paul Stamets, uh, regardless of whether you're controlled op or not, give you my flowers. Shout out to you. RFK Jr. Uh, a lot of evidence. He's, you know, at least on the pro blockchain end of things, even if he is anti-vaccine and uh, health freedom, you know, there's, yeah. there's the still, there's the, you know, Allison McDowell has exposed a lot of the dark side of the freedom. She always capitalizes the DOM because it's it's still a dominance colonization um, mindset or, or, you know, mindset, I think is the right word Mm -hmm. that that some of these resistance celebrities are coming from. So Mm -hmm. either way, again, controlled op or not open in the dialogue, talking about things that are taboo. I appreciate it. So I'm going to shout you out, even if, I don't all the way all the way agree with everything you're doing. Uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, same thing. Um, Allison actually went on her podcast, and then Allison, there's 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 been a little there's some things going on. Allison has been calling some people out lately. I've been uh, I, I, told, I told you I follow her on Twitter, so I've been seeing there's been some some scuttlebugs. Yeah, it's, she's, it's she's interesting. And, and if people are look, she's her whole thing is I'm standing strong on this. Uh, blockchain issue because whether the cryptocurrency thing that's yeah again she calls that a trojan horse that's not what she's worried about what she's worried about is the the fact that biological humans and children it's one thing she's like it's one thing if a if an adult that is has informed consent chooses to enter the metaverse and have a digital twin and allow all their data to be tracked and it's not the decision that she's going to make based on the information that she has yeah but it's a whole different level when babies yeah. are being put on the blockchain, when kindergartners are being put on the blockchain. And that's what she's speaking out against. And I respect her for that. I respect I, that I, too. I, and that's what I, t- Ari, I told you that I said, listen, right. it's, it's, this is a whole nother generation is being born into this and it's going to be so cool and awesome. And nobody, nobody's even, especially at a young age, nobody's even, unless you're a special, you're in special, um, or chosen or something like you're not even you're not even starting to think outside of that until like later in life and that's that's the problem with a lot of they get you early you know and i mean that's what it is anyway yep but um so i don't want to tell the i'm not going to tell the whole story but basically uh allison went on Catherine austin fitz podcast Catherine austin fitz has chosen to speak at this event called the greater reset um, which she feels is pro blockchain and based on their advertisements. I mean, it, it, I haven't looked into that specifically enough, but just I trust Allison that she's looked into it. She's like such a deep dive researcher um, and just ferocious. Uh, yeah. 
so I, I trust that, you know, she's making the right decision for herself. I, you know, I'm, I might be a little bit more forgiving and lenient of people for making mistakes. I know I've made plenty and I've changed my mind so much that maybe because of that, I'm more forgiving and more lenient of people that I might disagree with, even if I strongly disagree with them. Um, right. I don't she, know. Allison might be right about everything she's saying. She probably is right about everything she's saying. Cause look who we're dealing with. No, no, uh, I, I agree. I powers agree. that beat, but, 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 but I will say, I think, Allison has to probably, and listen, and I think I heard her say this before, and I respect this too. I think I've said this too. We're at a point where there is no more room for, oh, I got to kind of just feel it out and see because of how far we're into this I understand. I understand how she feels. I understand how she feels. Yeah, I understand how she feels. Exactly. So I I preference what I'm about to say by saying that. But I will say that I, we got to remember, we still are dealing with, going back to what I was saying, people don't know shit. They really don't, even though they think they do. So when you get somebody so uh, immersed in one track of it, they don't they they don't know the other stuff that that Allison's probably even talking about. They 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 could be talking about the great reset and how fucked up Fauci is and all of this stuff, and still be. Well, they do. No, no, these are these are resistance movement people. These are people that are for the most part on board with all the stuff that we talk about. The problem she has with them is they're promoting blockchain and she's like i don't think calling they, out they, know, here's the information think, she she addresses them directly which is what oh, i respect. okay okay she's like she goes right to him and she's like where's he where do you stand on this position and she right. special impact finance the block blockchaining children ed, blockchaining educational records these and she'll she'll ask directly so <laughs> respect um again maybe i'm a, maybe i'm too forgiving I, I i do respect allison's point of view and i respect that she's not willing to associate with anybody that mm-hmm. she considers even questionable as far as uh uh supporting um you know blockchaining people blockchain right. human beings so you know shout out that she's she's on my top 25 list so we'll get to her again yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah billy carson remarkable episode you and her did together <clears throat> thank For you real uh billy carson um the black billy carson uh oh i was about to say know, is that your uh, your great 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 no my dad's name is billy carson but there's a billy yeah, yeah, carson that's, right, that's yeah. like a conscious influencer um he's associated with gaia and gaia is actually on my quote unquote just gaia in general gaia they're, in general they're on my I mean, quote unquote controlled op list but at the same time i don't talking about a lot of things that yeah are, exactly i mean you have a whole network dedicated to the alternative you, i mean that's enough right there you have a whole network but allison dedicated. would say there's a lot of blockchain people in there so i mean i get it i get that too uh jp sears he's a comedian that i i still think he's funny but He's just gone too far pro Trump for me lately. I don't know what's up with him, but I still like him. I still think he's he, been... he picked. He picked a side. Yeah, no, I know, but uh, I don't like. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like picking. I don't a side like it either. But I can tell you one thing. <laughs> I can tell you what side ain't being picked. I, I agree, but uh, but for me, I get it. G. If immortal, it's wrong, it, it always I comes get it. back to the immortal technique bar. I don't see a difference in between the wrong and the wrong. No, you're right, but. That's it. I know. I know. Right. You, there's no but for me because fuck yes. the Republicans. I feel this. No, fuck them when all. I say, yes. when I say fuck the Republicans, I mean it as strongly as when I say fuck the Democrats. Fuck Period. them all. But Period. I think I, I, I am to the point now where I do think I think I think even I think I think the whole I think 
I don't care what surface people, oh, you know, what are you talking about? How could you say what you're saying? Because I'm a liberal and I'm such a, I get what the normal everyday average citizen that's a liberal is. You have no idea. So I get it. Like, you're probably fine. I get it. I'm talking about the people that know what's up, that know and are liberal. It's different. It's different. Oh, James, you're conservative. It has nothing to do with that once again, because we got to clearly always remind these sheep that it has nothing to do with choosing a side. But it's 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 but it is pointing out one side very hard because they I, because, you know, for me, it, it hits a little differently personally. It but anyway, I'm not ranting, G. No, it is what it wrong is. Wrong is wrong. Well, the, the, next, right. the next two, look, as long as we're on this political rant, I might as well name these next two. Ron Paul and Andrew mm-hmm. Yang. They're probably the only two politicians mm-hmm. that I've ever felt like I support. Again, after the fact, down the road, I have much, many more disagreements with them these days than I did when I was more supportive of them. But either way, they've both impacted me. They're the yep. only two politicians that have ever written books that I've read. Uh, I read The Revolution by Ron Paul as well as End the Fed by Ron Paul. And I liked both books. Again, yeah. as I grew older, some of the ideas uh, became less and less <clears throat> uh, favorable to me, I guess. You mean like less and less appealing. Ideas? Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, they still, again, they, they opened my mind in a different way. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. And Andrew, Andrew Yang, you know, uh, he wrote a book called The War on Normal People. Allison would would probably hate me for for for, for giving any sort of love to Andrew Yang because he's definitely on the on the pro technocrat. Yeah, I feel I, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big Yang fan anymore, but there are some ideas in that yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. Every day, sure. you can always. I mean, sift, shit. You can shit. always I'm, sift through and find I mean, the nuggets. Yeah, I mean, shit. There's shit I don't like Trump say. <laughs> you know, I, I I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. But you I still know, don't like. I don't like his character. I don't like crazy. I don't, huh? I don't like Trump's character. I don't like his. No, I feel you. A lot of people don't like Trump's character. I personally, I personally, I don't know, man. You, I've grown. I know. To be I know how you Trump feel about him, but I still don't. With me, I, I just think we're in a moment with with the people with the, with the powers that be. Where and listen, I get it. He's plugged into the powers that be. But my point is. You you got it. You can't passive ain't working no more. That's why at the same token, I feel Allison, even with the statement I was about to say before, where it was like, I remember one pod we did. Gee, I was just I was I think it was when I was sitting outside and I was I had it. I was had something was going on that day. And I was like, it's you either get it or you don't like this whole we're at a point now after after this whole COVID thing. There is no more like, oh, I'm going to dip my toe in and kind of nah, man, you should. There's no more excuses. I think I was just ranting about how there's no more excuses. You got to get it now because what are we doing? Like dipping your toe in was what should have been happening forever ago. So we wouldn't even be here today, but we are here today. I feel you. I feel you. But, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. (laughs) Um, Foster Gamble. Okay, so this is a (laughs) most people are going to say that's obvious controlled uh, up there. He's. Uh, heir to the Procter and Gamble fortune. Uh, but he did a documentary called Thrive. Mm-hmm. And again, controlled op or not, there's a lot of good information in that documentary. Yeah. I thought it was a really good one. So, hey, once again, <clears throat> sometimes people, people are born into things and they actually do feel and look at things differently than they're taught or bred to look at. It. And he tells his story at the beginning of that documentary. And that's pretty much, you nailed it. You know, he said, yeah. 
he didn't like the way that his elitist family and circle ran. So he kind of his own it, thing. It had, I think, I, I truly, I, well, not true. I, I pretty much know that same thing that happened with with Princess Diana. And that's different because she married into that, that she wasn't, you know, that, so that's different. But I think I think it's very similar to where um, I think it's very similar to where some some other people on that hierarchy tree are at, too. Like the the, the granddaughter of um, the Rothschild that's fucking dating Jay Electronica right now. Now, granted, she could just be a, what they call a handler. Well, I know, but. Yeah, I just find it very hard to believe that Jay Electronica is being handled. I just can't wrap my brain around that. So I don't think that's what's happening. So anyway, uh, we see all I'm saying is we see that often where it is not out of the realm of possibility that somebody could be born into an elitist family and still look around as they grow up and be like, what the fuck? This shit is nuts. What is this? So, you know, no, I Definitely understand like you that. Say, controlled op or not, you just can't shun yeah. them out. Listen and make your own discernment. Uh, Greg Braden, uh, he's actually the host of a show called Missing Links on Gaia. Um, but yeah, I, I really appreciate him. Um, mm-hmm. Again, another one that may be controlled op, but I'm so sick of that fucking term. It's like, just figure it out yourself. Like, if, yeah, if you have exactly. a specific issue with something that they've done or said, then bring up that specific issue. Don't say right. they're associated with Gaia, so he's automatically controlled off. Like, that's such a lazy argument. I'm, t- I'm tired of that shit. Like, I understand they might be controlled off. I'm not even disagreeing with you. Just, like, specifically address what you don't like. Like, don't just try to undermine their, you know, character or, like, just yeah. try to be dismissive of them, period. Exactly. Like, I don't I don't. Exactly. Um, exactly. Eric Dubay, Flat Earth Guy. I talked brought him up earlier, so not much more to say there. Mm-hmm. Um Albert Hoffman, he discovered LSD. Alex Gray, uh, he is a psychedelic artist that um, runs a, a mission or an art, art facility, kind of a, I don't know what you would call it, um, mm-hmm. a retreat up in uh, upstate New York called um, the, the Cos- Cosmic of Sacred Mirrors or the Cosmos of Sacred Mirrors or something like that. But he's trippy. His art is just type in Alex Gray art and just do a Google image search and you'll be like, whoa, um, Chris Bennett. He's like a, a cannabis expert, I would say. Um, he, did, he did a Ben Stewart podcast, so I'll put that in the description. But that's the main reason. That's the reason I heard about him. And he mm-hmm. was just cannabis is a love of mine. So, yeah, he was he was great. Um, Daniel Pinchback, he's an author. Uh, I, re- I read two of his books from back in the day, um, Breaking Open the Head and uh, 2012, The Return of Quetzalcoatl. Uh, and both of those books were pretty good. They're out there, but they're good. Uh, yeah. Dr. Rick Straussman, he um, was the guy that did the DMT experiments back in the mm-hmm. 90s. Um, Dr. Roland Griffith, he's done work with psilocybin and microdosing. Um, Duncan Trussell, he's done a pod, he does podcasts. He's like a comedian. He's been on Joe Rogan a lot. Um, he, I just find him funny and I, I just kind of mm-hmm. like, I kind of like with, with him, the reason he made the list for me is I just like his disposition. Like I like his energy. He's just like a happy go lucky. Like he's, he's curious, but he's like not taking anything too serious. And mm-hmm. he's kind of funny. Like I, I like his vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamilton Morris, uh, Jack Herrer. Jack Herrer is a is a cannabis legend. He wrote Emperor Wears No Clothes. Hamilton Morris is just a drug expert in general, like both natural and pharmaceutical. 
Um, <laughs> Joe Martino, he runs a website called Collective Evolution, which is in the resistance movement. Um, mm-hmm. People might say controlled op again, but whatever. Uh, John Anthony West, he's an Egyptologist. He was on Joe Rogan twice. Both of those episodes are really good. He's an older fella, but uh, he's definitely got that old school swag, just straight to the straight to the point, you know, dry humor, cuts to the bone type of mm-hmm. no, no shit, no bullshit type of uh, type of uh, mindset or, or the way he uh, expresses himself. Mm-hmm. John Cassiopo. He's a loneliness expert. Um, so as the guy who started the Alienation podcast, I had to sh- give my flowers to Dr. Dr. John Ca- Ca- Cassiopo or Capiopo. The only reason I heard of him is because of uh, Johan Hari, who I'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Haidt, he wrote a book called uh, Why Are Good People Divided on Religion and Politics? Um, pretty good book. Um, he's, he's also done a lot of research into like um, he, he went to UVA and he was a liberal, but then now he's more conservative, but not even really anybody like that, moderate. I mean, uh, from what I hear, you grow up, become an adult, you become more conservative. Usually that's how that happens. Yeah, but he really he's a uh, like a psychological like the way he thinks is very psychological. So he broke down like why people are liberal, why people are Republican. Uh, oh. it's, a, it's a good book. It's I've, a good, I've seen studies on that, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good they, it's good. Um, Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. Good stuff. Uh, I mentioned Judy. Name. I mentioned Judy Mikovits earlier, virologist. Mm-hmm. She wrote a book called The Plague of Corruption in 2019, which is hilarious. If no, now, knowing what we know now with COVID, if you go and read that book, it's like it doesn't seem that surprising. It's like it's almost like, damn, I knew it was corrupt, like blah, blah, blah. But when you realize that it, she wrote it of the year before COVID, it's just like almost mind blowing. A uh, Julian Assange, WikiLeaks. What else can you say there? Yep. Michael exactly. Rupert. He's uh, committed suicide back in the um, mid two thousands, but he was the guy that broke the CIA drug trafficking story back in the day um, about you know CIA smuggling crack, crack into LA. Yep. Um, Nassim Harriman. He's like a he calls himself a universal physicist or a unified field theory physicist. Um, but he's just a smart dude. Uh, I can barely, he's a little bit too heady for me and I'm pretty smart. So unless you're a really smart person, maybe don't worry about him. But if you're out there and you're one of the intellectual people out there listening, Nassim Haraman, uh, mind blowing. Ram Das, LSD guy from back in the day. Um, mindfulness and meditation awareness uh are kind of the, his themes um mm-hmm. randall carlson a geologist that talks about um <clears throat> the last ice age and he talks about some um like ancient civilizations and in the same realm as graham hancock and uh, john anthony west and and robert boval robert scotch who i both have on here um randy kramer this is a name i had asterisks because this is a name that my, most people probably have not heard uh he does I forget if you type in Randy Kramer Gaia on Google, you'll find now you'll have to have, subscribe to Gaia or at least do the free trial. Mm-hmm. But Randy Kramer tells a story on one of those Gaia episodes about his life, his own life. And it's just just I don't I don't even want to spoil it. Just type in Randy Kramer Gaia. Super soldier might help the word mm-hmm. super soldier. And, and if you and if you ha- want to try the free trial or if you already have Gaia, check that out. Just fascinating is what i'll mm-hmm. that's the word fascinating 
Sam Tripoli podcaster, tin fat, uh, tin, tin foil hat podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't listen to all of the podcasts that he does, but he gets great guests on every now and oh, then. Yeah. So whenever he gets no, a guest on that I've heard of, on there, Warrant is talking about a topic that I feel really interested um, yep. about. I'll check it out. Um, the only ancient person I have on here, Socrates. I fuck with Socrates <laughs> because when he died, he said, the only thing I know is that I know nothing. And I fucking love that quote. I, I literally come, I mean, <laughs> gee, seriously. Perfect, right? Yep. Uh, Stanislav Groff, he did a lot of LSD research in the 70s, um, 60s, 70s. Timothy Leary, another LSD icon um, from Harvard. Um, so that's pretty much that. Now I want to just finish by doing um, the top 25. Um, number one, and this is where I'm going to share my screen. This is the whole reason why I brought up all of these so earlier that you were making fun of me for. So, so um, I already mentioned Pyramid Realm on Twitter. Check out Pyramid Realm. Uh, I like his content. Wide of Vision, I already mentioned. Check out his content. And then here's where we get into my top 25. Again, this is not, I, it's a very loose order. It's not, I just kind of threw this together, but they're definitely, you know, loosely from 25 to one there's not it's not a really a hard and fast order but mm -hmm. shout out conspiracy he's got his own website but you can go on here conspiracy.com he's got some merch on here which that's pretty tight man uh congrats yeah. to you for getting that started i've, I've liked what chris chris is not. i like i like it i like it one thing about chris um and i think this is the time the time for me to say it is uh he's he's like I'll just go ahead and admit it. He does a better job as far as producing the podcast. And I think he has more of a, a hunger and a desire to be like a professional podcaster. Where for I, me, I think, this it, is, I, think it, I think it comes kind of natural for him based off of the timeline in which we started following him. And I could just, yeah, you can hear it and how he even does his. And for me to circle, to circle back to something that we were talking about a little bit at the beginning of the show, for me, this is not a professional endeavor. Again, uh, I'm going to talk about gift economy here in a second when I get to Charles Eisenstein, but you know, I'm not going to turn down any donations. If people feel like I'm doing such a great job with the podcast that they want to support me, I am willing to accept any donations great, gratefully. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to turn this into a business. This is a therapy session for me when I get on here with you um, or when I get on with a guest that I'm pretty selective, you know, like mm -hmm. even as far as my high profile guests um, there now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't want to sound braggadocious either. There have been a couple people that I reached out to that didn't respond or that, you know, with, you know, Nick Hinton, we got him on and there was some confusion. The internet was of course not working. It was being weird, Yeah. but um, shout out Nick. He'll be on my list too. So I'm going to get to you in a minute, Nick. But, uh, but anyways, my point is, I'm not just trying to get, it's not a guest-based podcast. This is for the most part of me and you podcast at this point. That's why I changed the name to the balancing act. Mm -hmm. um, and this is therapy for me. So this is, this has got a different uh, purpose than what Chris is trying to do. But at the same time, I love what Chris is doing. So I wanted to give him his, his flowers. Next, obviously the, the king of podcasting, Joe Rogan, um, We've already talked about it, so I'm not going to oh, we, yeah. we don't have to rehash everything that we've already said about Joe Rogan. But um, I mean, just what a, what a, I mean, controlled opposition or not. Just great uh, at what he does. Just an ama amazing work, man. I mean, yeah. seven, he's done almost eighteen hundred podcasts now. I mean, I that's, that's astounding. Straight up. Yeah, it really is. Um, so shout out Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't always listen. 
just like my Twitter bio says, uh, a retweet is not an endorsement of the is an endorsement of the tweet, not the tweeter. You know, I wish he would get Jim Carrey. I feel like Jim Carrey has been wanting to tell people what he really wants people to know for so long, but he just he 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 does, but then he doesn't and he can't. But he tries, but then he really can't. It's really weird. I just think that Rogan could Rogan could make him more people need to shout shout out to shout out to speaking of giving flowers, shout out to um shout out to Noriega and Drink Champs and what that has grown to now. Yeah. And like what's so DJ EFN. I'm sorry, DJ EFN. I I yeah, know, yeah, 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 dude, yeah. Like, everybody likes Nori. Everybody likes Nori, but I probably wouldn't even watch Drink Champs if it wasn't for EFN. Nori, eh. I don't know. I know Nori, he's a legend. Listen, listen, I know listen, he's a legend. Listen. He's well respected, and he yes, gets and great not only guests that, on. He's but. real and authentic, and all of that that you probably don't like about Nori is because he's not super refined. He's rough, and yeah, I like that. That's he's, real. That's real. That's that, real. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But what I was going to say about the pod was what's so good about it is that it's like, you know, first of all, more people, you would get more truth out of more people if they got drunk, right, right, wrong or indifferent. That's real. Imagine getting Jim Carrey ass on Rogan. Well, Rogan does. Rogan gives bourbon. Rogan does. They'll drink drink on Rogan. They drink some time. But just imagine getting Carrey sauced up. I bet you you wouldn't see no more Carrey. <laughs> Carrey would be in so much trouble if he got sauced up. But I just I don't know something about that. Just when you said that, just made me. No, think Jim Carrey deserves his flowers too. Uh, there's an, in fact on that uh, King Iso album that I've shot out a couple times, Dementia. His, the number one, the in fact, it's King Iso's most popular song in general, and it happens to be on that album. It's called Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. It's a great yeah. song. You should check it out. Um, uh, there's something very intriguing and interesting to me about Carrie, and I think that he wants so badly to be on our side. It's just I don't know if he can. <laughs> I feel point. you. I feel yeah, you. Yeah, just as he's so far, you know. But anyway, go ahead. Um, oh yeah, Zeitgeist. Yes. Not well. Before I even get to Zeitgeist, uh-huh. not Han. Uh, he's an author. He wrote a book called Living Buddha, Living Christ, and uh, he actually has a term called interbeing which is another term that uh, that Charles Eisenstein has has picked up himself. But he he, he gives Teek Nhat Hanh credit for coining the term. Um, but I, I just I love that term. I feel like we are one being and and I'm like, a, you know, I'm one cell in the, the being that is humanity, you know. Um, so that idea was just uh, most clearly or, or one of the most clearly ways of of painting that picture for me was Thich Nhat Hanh in a book called Living Buddha, Living Christ. And he t- he's talking about the, the title is alluding to all of us have a living Buddha and a living Christ within us. And we don't need to uh, look to an external Christ or an external Buddha for our s- salvation. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, number 22, Paul Joseph. He is the director, the film um, or the filmmaker for Zeitgeist, which you can find on YouTube for free. And I will put the link in the description. Um, if you haven't already watched Zeitgeist, most people I feel like have uh, that are watching this podcast have probably heard of Zeitgeist. Yeah, at least um, be- of it, yeah. because it's yeah, you know, it's classic as far as the the resistance community or the truth community. <laughs> we got to figure out what we're going to call ourselves. We we do need to coin a term. <laughs> the at Sears. This point, gee, we could come up with our. I like own the term Sears. The Sears. See if it catches. What about the Sears? Sears? 
Seers? We, the Seers. C. Oh, the Seers. C- yeah. S E E R S. The Seers. Seers. I, I've se- I've definitely talked about seeing a lot. I mean, once you see, you can't unsee. You always talk about it. Now you see me, now you don't. That movie. I've heard you oh talk about God. that a lot. Such you a, talked about yeah. it on the Human Vibration episode. You talked about it with me a couple of times. Bro, okay. I, I just think because just something see, you can't. You, once you put words on what it, you see, you've already distorted it. Exactly. You, but you know it when you see it. You see it. You like, oh, that whole movie was just layering. I, I know uh, Human Vibration talks about templates so much. She loves. She talks about templates so much. And to me, now you see me as a template for just the illusionist that control this, this society. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 21 John Chavez. He made a documentary with Ben Stewart called DMT quest. He also wrote a book called questions for the lion lion tamer mm-hmm. diving into the mystery that is DMT. Uh, mm. No nonsense type of personality. I kind of like his style. Um, John Chavez, check him out. I'm going to put the link. Uh, That's this why link you like uh, Mike Tomlin so much. <laughs> right. Uh, that, it, which of course we know that's all an act that you know NFL. Well, we'll we've got a whole episode coming. I up know that. we I, don't need yeah. to go into that. Yeah, yet. yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> we got a whole episode. Damn, coming I think I see where you're going with it though. Yeah. Like they're playing these characters. All right, all right anyway. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, next next on my list, Riza Islam. Uh, you know about Riza Islam? Hmm. I, I swear there's a side of me to, that that probably would be Islamic if, if I wasn't, you know, if I was a little bit more disciplined. But <laughs> I, I look, regardless of the super religious aspect of it, I'm not even getting into that. The fact that these brothers, these brothers, this is, discipline, this, is this is one video that he won me over with. He went on uh, Sway in the Morning. Yep. And he. Brought it, brought the receipts. Like we talk about with Allison McDowell. She's yep. got the receipts. He's got the receipts. Oh, this is specifically, I'm looking at the title now, G. This is specifically about that. Yeah. Wow, so I'm gonna I'm gonna link this in the description as well. This is the Riza Islam interview on Sway's universe, Sway in the morning, um, back in 2019. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is it's on it's it's on my favorites playlist uh, let me again, ask so, you. So one more one more thing though uh-huh. uh, because it just reminded me check out my youtube playlist I, I spend time building those playlists um the favorites are you know not our creation the favorites list is just my uh, favorites across all of youtube and there's mm-hmm. only i only put about 20 30 in there so there I, I was picky with with my favorites. right there's a lot more than 20 or 30 that i could have put on there right um I've got a whole playlist just for Ben Stewart stuff. And then I've got a whole playlist just for Ben Stewart's Waking Infinity series. I got a lot of respect for him. He's going to be higher on the list, of course, coming up. Um, I've got a whole playlist for Alice McDowell, which most of that playlist is clips from our episode. Um, But there are some clips from other podcasts that she's done that I felt were to the point. Um, And then I've got a human vibration playlist. Uh, which is from the two episodes we did together, as well as a couple of uh, clips from me and you talking about Loosh, as well as me and Conspiracy talking about Loosh. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the whole playlist that's our story. Um, anyway, anyhow, check out all of my playlists For on sure. my YouTube channel. Let, um, let me ask you a quick question before you move yep. on from this one, G. I feel like if what a lot of what Allison talks about and 
somebody like brother, what's his name? Islam. Rizza Islam. Brother, okay. Well, somebody like him um, talking about don't vaccinate your children. There has to be when both people are basically on the same side, right? There has to be, if there's truth to these things, to, to his lane and her lane, there has to be, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to sit, for example, both of them down and hear a lot of the same stuff. When you listen to him on Sway, is a lot of what he's talking about, about why not to vaccinate your children uh, um, relative to a lot of the theories that are coming from, Al- or facts or theory, whatever you want to call them, is coming from Allison by any chance. Without giving the whole episode away, I'm just saying, like, like is he talk is he talking about you know um, the social contracts and the and and a lot of those reasons? I don't know. No, no, I mean that that interview is from 2019, so a lot of the topics that Allison uh, haven't even came up is yet. so gotcha. brand new. You know, oh, I mean, so it's not, that, but it's, it's it's just like Allison said, they're not actually brand new if you've been if you've been, but, but basically all of what he was talking about was for vaccines in general. Right. Got you, of course. Oh, but he brought, but he brought the receipts, but he brought the receipts. COVID thing. So no, he brought the receipts. He brought the receipts. He brought the receipts. Just watch that. Just watch it. I'll I'll link it in the description. Just watch it. I'm not going to hamper on this, but just to throw something out there, this is what I'm talking about, about when I was saying, sometimes you don't need to be coddled or handheld to know something ain't right. All you got to do is look at all these people that have these issues and illnesses and these, these crazy things that weren't happening when my dad and your dad were growing up and like, all you got to do is point to like, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, it's just like with Washington. They suck. Why do they suck? Well, who's the constant in the room of why they suck? It's the same thing for all of this stuff. It's like, what's the constant? You know, when we started getting 25 shots a day from being a kid, a lot of stuff started. But anyway, I'm not ranting on that. Go ahead, G. Uh, yeah. So number 19 is Dr. Cassie Huckabee. She's a holistic doctor, homeopathic. Um, My fave. I- I heard about her from the Ben Stewart podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, uh, I follow her on Instagram now. Um, but basically she says your life is your medicine. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we are naturally, our body is designed to be healthy. It's more about stop eating the bad foods that are preventing you from being healthy. Start stretching, start moving consciously. Right. Um, she's wonderful. So yeah, just check her out. Um, number 18 Ricky Williams, <laughs> dude, Ricky Williams, former running back, Miami Dolphins, uh, New Orleans Saints, Texas running back. When he left football to become yeah, a man. holistic doctor, yeah, uh, that was a moment where I started questioning things a little bit. I, I'll admit when he when it first happened, I was like, what is he doing? I was still we all did. Him. We yeah. weren't even close to being there yet. G. Yeah, I but, remember that I was thinking the same thing. I was like, man, look at this brother messing this messing his life. We all thought this is what mm-hmm. we're conditioned to to look yep. at when people step outside of the of the norm. I, yeah. So his story, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go too deep into Ricky Williams, but his story is just an amazing story to me. I love him as a person. I think he's just so genuine listening to him talk. He's just everything that I like about human beings, yeah. man. He's just yeah. a genuine human being. And I love Ricky Williams. Um, one quick story that I'll tell uh, when, when he first did that, he, he did a 60 minutes interview with Chris Wallace and Chris Wallace asked, do you do anything 
uh, worse than marijuana. And he was like, well, sweets. And Chris Wallace was like, sweets? He was like, yeah, you know, cakes, cookies, ice cream. And the look on Chris Wallace's face was puns. He's pundits, man. (laughs) I mean, for him to do you do anything worse? Yeah. These are the people running. I've got to get better at being able. But what an answer! But what an answer! You know, very true. Very true. Very true. I would have blew up on his ass, and Ricky's like sweets. (laughs) So matter of factly. Yeah. Right. Matter of factly, like it. Like he wasn't saying anything weird. Like he was saying the truth, and it was not. It wasn't even controversial in his mind he was just saying it so flatly and so yeah. like yeah cake and ice cream and cookies is way worse for me duh like it like it was just a fact and it was just and it and knowing what we know now it is just a fact yeah but, but, but in 2005 2000 Man, whatever, ahead of his time 2004 with ahead of his time with it love so ricky williams gotta give you how do you get these flowers. things to say number 15 and all this stuff g what do, that's what? ben that's ben this is the way he titled the podcast this is Ben's podcast. This is Ben's podcast. Yeah, we're, I'm sharing the screen. This is a YouTube browser. And this is number, uh, number. well, I shouldn't have him here because I actually have him higher on the list. But number nine for me was Robert Forte. Number 15 is this was just the 15th podcast on Ben Stewart's podcast. You oh, but right I saw, but I saw other numbers too, and I was just like, How that was that was also that was a Ben Stewart podcast. That was Cassie Huckabee was the twenty fifth one on the Ben Stewart podcast. That's all that number is. There's not going to be numbers on on the ones that aren't Ben Stewart podcasts. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. So, oh, so anyways, okay. we're gonna like, skip around here, folks. But number nine on my list is this guy Robert Forte. Um, as somebody that loves psychedelics, mushrooms, LSD, MDMA, this interview was like. I had never heard of the guy before Ben had him on, and this is by far my favorite Ben Stewart podcast so far. He's done like mm. 30, 34. Um, the most recent one is up there. The most recent one is in my top five with a guy named and- Andreas Nicholas, and he's a Tartarian historian of the Great Tartarian Empire. Have you heard of this? I have not. Tartaria? Yeah, you should check him out, but um, I don't even have him on this list because I just... Just watched that the other day. This list isn't even that updated yet. But yeah, that was a great one. Andreas Nicholas and this guy, Robert Forte, man, this guy, anybody who's interested in the history of MDMA, uh, specifically MDMA, he's like a super expert in that one specific drug, Um, but also like LSD, just the whole psychedelic movement Mm -hmm. uh, 50s and 70s. This guy is the. The, the most articulated the, I mean he just blew me away dude that podcast wow. is amazing so I'm going to put that link in there yeah um, let's see dude, Graham Hancock as much fun with this list as the listeners <laughs> Graham Hancock is a uh, he's a, a guy that I've heard you bring him up he's written a lot of books he wrote fingerprints of the gods and magician yep. of the gods those are two of his most popular books um but he's a uh, ancient atlantis uh ancient civilization theorist he's been on rogan four or five times um which is yeah, i already scrolled past it but he was on here somewhere um but anyways graham hancock right here we go graham hancock and, and randall carlson but he's been on the joe rogan podcast several times he's also got a band ted talk uh, which is this right here called the War on Consciousness, um, which this is this is really awesome. Band? A band TED Talk, yeah, man, amazing, amazing, oh. amazing stuff. 
I like things that are banned. <laughs> so <laughs> I yeah, just, see that immediately. This, this is a great. Uh, well, there's two of them. The, my very next one, uh, my very next person on here, Rupert Sheldrake. Mm-hmm. The only other person that I know who has a, a band, band TED talk wow. called The Science Delusion. Who uh, he's also banning them. Is YouTube banning them? Ted, no, Ted. Ted has banned oh. them. Oh, Ted banned them. Why? Did he? Has he come? Too out controversial. Too, Too controversial. controversial. Yeah. Oh, Ted is an organization, not a person. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I know. Ted's um. And then it looks like I skipped it, but there was uh there was number seventeen. Her name is Christine Summers. Um, it looks like I missed the, missed it on here, so I will uh, I will come back to that, or I'll just put the link in the description, uh, and not worry about that for now. But um, her name is Christine Summers, and the one uh, link that I'll provide is she did a Joe Rogan podcast, Joe Rogan Seven Twenty Four, um, <clears throat> and she talks about she was a feminist uh, in the sixties and seventies, and She's still a feminist, but she calls herself a classical feminist, and she has a, quite the critique of modern feminism, which uh, I think she's spot on. Uh, Richard, sure Richard, she is. <laughs> Richard Dolan, uh, he is the, as far as UFO or alien stuff, uh, he's the guy that I go to. I think he's the most um, well-versed in that side of, of things. Um, so Richard Dolan, check him out. And of course, couldn't go... Uh, without giving my flowers to the great and wonderful human vibration check her twitter out uh, if you have instagram check her out on instagram continuing to grow too up to 41.5 awesome right she was like yeah, twenty-two thousand when i first when i came yeah, like eight like like 50 like 18 for me or something i don't know but yeah so i have a whole um as i mentioned earlier playlist of the human vibration clips uh, on my youtube channel so check this out um Oh yeah, absolutely. This is this is my Ben Stewart channel. Uh, mm-hmm. Chimatica is at the top of the list. There's a Bruce Lipton interview. Bruce Lipton is actually the next person on my list, which is why I had this browser here. This clip specifically, um, this is the whole interview that he did with Bruce Lipton for Chimatica. Uh, parts of this interview are in the actual documentary, but this is the whole uncut interview, and it's absolutely amazing. This mm. interview alone put bruce lipton on my list um although he's done some other things he's on gaia he's written some books that i've read um so this isn't the only thing uh like with some of the other people i've mentioned previously but this interview in particular is probably my favorite um uh piece of information uh Mm -hmm. that that bruce lipton has been a part of and of course ben stewart is connected to it um But continuing down the list, as I mentioned earlier, Ben Stewart did a uh, documentary called Ungrip, which follows the life of a gentleman named, uh, well, (laughs) he now goes by Rob of the Paget family, because if you break down maritime admiralty law, I mean, even our name is corporatized, you know? Um, And so, like, you are James Harris, the corporation and so that's why he specifically goes by Rob of the Paget family, other than Rob Paget, because Paget, Rob Paget is the corporation that represents the natural person, Rob of the Paget family. Um, so, so that's a deep, I mean, Ungrip is amazing. Again, any, all of the Ben Stewart documentaries are amazing. But uh, the reason I bring that up is to tie in, this is, this may be the best 14 or 15 minutes on the internet. 
period. Uh, Jordan Maxwell, Maritime Admiralty Law. Uh, yeah, I, I just he breaks down. It's word magic stuff. This is this is mm-hmm. all about word magic. Uh, so definitely check out that clip. Um, shout out Nick Hinton. I mean, he's like a, a king in the conspiracy truther resistance realm. Um, he did. He's written a couple of books. One was called uh, the Saturn Time Cube Simulation. And another one is called uh, the Aquarian Aquarian Singularity. Um, yeah, man. Both oh, books. Both books are great. I mean, I haven't I've I haven't read them. I like you've read them, I think, but I've I've got the forward on a lot of them and and, and, and bounced through them. I, it's funny because I, I don't even think Nick. I think Nick was like, I don't know if these guys. <laughs> I no, think I Nick know. is. We'll I think to... Nick is so out oh, there that he probably thought we were like fucking with him or something. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but I love the guy, so I got to no, give him the for flowers sure, to absolutely. Are you kidding me? One of my and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I am gonna ask him to get back on the on podcast Twitter. eventually. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna, he'll, I'm he'll, gonna ask him to get on at some point. Yeah, for sure. He'll, it didn't, he'll, it didn't work out on our first attempt, but fine, we love you, fine. Nick. <laughs> yep, absolutely, man. One of the first follows when I got on this joint. Yep, um, and he has his own website. So Nick Hinton with two ends.com. Um, you can buy his book on here. Uh, yeah, man. I like, I like the way he thinks, yeah. the, way, the way he writes his narrative, so to speak. Yep. Uh, Robert Forte, I already brought him up. Now, this is the one where I do want to spend just a little bit of time. Um, Charles Eisenstein, uh, Allison McDowell called him out recently because he's going to be a speaker at the Greater Resistance 3 Summit, uh, an event with a bunch of crypto bros and other people that have different various worldviews in, in regard to how to resist uh, the, the new world order, the deep state, whatever you want to call this um, vaccination movement. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Allison's not with them because she's like so anti-blockchain that anything associated with like pro-blockchain uh, companies or uh, projects, she's just hard no. Uh, and I respect that. Uh, and most of the people that she has called out, Glenn Greenwald, RFK Jr., Derek Bros, Catherine Austin Fitz. I look into it and everything that she says checks out. Um, with Charles Eisenstein, I, I have to defend him a little bit. Um, I have to also be fair to Allison. She hasn't directly attacked Charles or gone after him in the same way that she went after um, some of the other people. Mm-hmm. But she just posted a clip of a Charles Eisenstein podcast that he did with a guy called Aubrey Marcus where it does seem like um, Charles is downplaying the concern of uh, anti-blockchain people like Alison McDowell or the social impact finance uh, people like Alison McDowell. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand where Allison is like, eh, that's not good that he's downplaying that. It's definitely an important issue. I agree with her. It's an important issue. But if you follow Charles and you actually listen to a lot of the things that he's saying, it is pretty consistent with his worldview because he's kind of like a more spiritual, like, um, you know, if, if he, the way he sees it is like the resistance or, or like Alison McDowell's response is almost, <clears throat> she might be saying all the, all the true things, all facts, but his, I guess, perspective on that is that like trying to control it is is just like trying to grab water um yeah but it kind of is and, and, and uh, yeah it exactly is. So, so his point is that what we should just we... surrender and uh-huh. uh 
and not necessarily surrender like our souls, but just focus on creating the positive aspects of our story. You're right. Um, and because I've read, so the, the main reason I want, I'm also a little defensive of Charles is he wrote a book called Sacred Economics, and he proposes a couple of ideas in there that one, one, the main one is gift economy, and that connects to what I was talking about earlier with like, I'm not really trying to be professional with this podcast. I'm more about making this therapy session, using my voice, getting things off my chest that I need to get off, telling my story, listening to your story, allowing you to do the same things that I just said about myself. Um, and building a community is, I don't care if that, I'm not, I'm not worried about building my community. As long, if it happens organically, of course, it's still a goal. But at the same time, I feel like when you strive to build a community, that's when you attract the, the parasites, you know? Um, so it is what it is. And you got to have some way of vetting the bad apples from getting into your community, you know? This is true. Um, but his book, he's got a few good ones, but this one right here, Sacred Economics, man, if you're, if you're an economic person, if you're a money person at all, this is really just an amazing, amazing piece of work. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I want to be a part of the emergent gift economy. And so anybody who wants to donate to the podcast, I take that. I accept that as willingly as I give mm-hmm. out my money to people like Ben Stewart. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's not about uh, putting up a paywall. It's about, for me, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my voice. And if you appreciate it so much that you want to pay me, I'm not going to be like this altruistic, like meditating monk in, in Tibetan mountains and like your money's no good here. No, right. I'll take, I'll take your money. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not focused on turning this podcast into a business. The purpose for me is to keep it real, to, to, to be a therapy, you know, to be a, a therapy session, like we talked about. So that's why I defend Charles, even though um, I do appreciate where Allison's coming from. Uh, Terrence McKenna, he has passed away, but one of the biggest influences on my worldview in general. Um, we Plants Are Happy Plants is a YouTube channel that has a lot of digital, I mean, digital, Terrence McKenna uh, mm-hmm. footage. Um, and so check out We Plants Are Happy Plants on YouTube. I'll have that in the description as well. But that's like my biggest uh, Terrence McKenna resource. Uh, he also wrote two books. One is called The Archaic Revival, and the other one is called Food of the Gods. They're both, you know, if you're interested in magic mushrooms, ayahuasca, DMT, LSD, marijuana, uh, and this sort of um, countercultural uh, consciousness exploration, Terrence McKenna is the man. Uh, Chris Ryan. He has a podcast called Tangentially Speaking. Um, I think he's a pretty good podcaster, but I actually appreciate his books much more than his podcast. He wrote a couple of books. One is called um, Sex at Dawn, and it's about you, you of all people need to you get You told that me one. about this one. Because uh, you, you question monogamy, and that book um, dismantles monogamy as a natural institution. Mm. So. Yeah. That's a good one. And then he wrote another one called Civilized to Death that I bought, but have yet to read. But um, Sex at Dawn is, is a top five book for me. So Chris Ryan, love you, man, giving you your flowers. Allison McDowell, of course, we've talked about her throughout this episode, so I don't want to spend too much more time. But she is a unique and wonderful soul. And yeah. uh, 
if there's anything her and I strongly, strongly agree on, it's the importance of the indigenous worldview and, uh, and you know, seeing natural life as something that is priceless. All right. Uh, Johan Hari. All right. This guy wrote a book called Lost Connections, which is a, another top five book for me. Um, but he also has two TED Talks. And as far as TED Talks that are not banned, these are probably the two best TED Talks that are not banned uh, in TED's library. Uh, one is called Everything <clears throat> You Think You Know About Addiction is Wrong. And the other mm. one is called This is Why You Could Be Anxious or Depressed. I, and, we had a very long <clears throat> combo about that first book, G, coming back when I was driving back from somewhere. I just vividly remember we were talking about it on the phone. And both of those clips are in my favorites playlist. Um, you'll see I've got this playlist pulled up here. I've got the Graham Hancock band TED Talk, Rupert Sheldrake band TED Talk, Riza Islam on Sway, both of uh, <clears throat> Johan Hari's TED Talks, Dr. Quantum uh, um, Animations. Um, this one I'm going to remove. That's not, that's not creme de la creme right there. Um, the power of the heart. That's a, that, those three minutes, that's an amazing three minutes right there. Mm. Uh, there's Mike Rupert, as I mentioned earlier, he's talking to uh, on behalf of the black community um, in Los Angeles. And this mm -hmm. is the five, five minutes, five and a half minutes that exposed the CIA's connection to the mm -hmm. Contras in Nicaragua and the cocaine trafficking that was going on at the time. So the people that so many people trust <clears throat> in the country. And uh, anyways, this whole this whole list here of favorite clips are some some pretty awesome stuff. Um, but let me go ahead and continue. Uh, Daniel Quinn, now he's from the old school. I've, he did do a couple of podcasts, but I got to say uh, his books, he articulates himself writing much better than he does uh, as a podcast guest. Um, mm -hmm. But this is uh, his website, Ishmael.org. These three books, Ishmael, The Story of B and My Ishmael, some of my favorite books ever. Um, Beyond Civilization is kind of a pragmatic look at the worldview that he spells out in these three amazingly written stories. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Tales of Adam, those are some short stories that are pretty awesome that I've read. Um, I'm going to read all of his stuff because he's just such a good writer. Mm -hmm. But uh, The Holy is also another one that I read. That one is a pretty awesome book, especially if you're uh, into Satanism at all. He actually kind of paints satanism in a in a good light um mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting yeah right. yeah we'll, we'll have a pod about that stuff too <laughs> <laughs> uh number two um and you guys might be surprised he's only number two because as much as i talk about him uh ben stewart like this guy he is just amazing um there's not there's not i can't say enough good things about him um Again, we talk about controlled opposition. Ben is associated with Gaia. So there are some people out there that are going to be like, oh, he's controlled opposition. Um, whatever. Think what you want. Um, I'm not going to. I I disagree when it comes to Ben. Uh, he, he's he's like me. He's always questioning himself. My thing is, <laughs> so, even if he so even if he was this, look, 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 look the, the stuff that he's making. <clears throat> And the information that he should I'm not going to say even if he was, I shouldn't say that because some, some controlled ops are, are actually leading you away from yeah. anything of substance. But I mean, that once again, you got to be able to feel that out, man. I mean, yep. some of the stuff that I've seen from Ben 
and hearing him talk. I mean, listen, I know part of part of being good at that, you know, like Obama, for example, is to win you over that way. But I don't know, man. So like like I said, sometimes you got to be able to just have it hit your heart. And you've got it to resonates to... with me, man. His the yeah. way the, the his worldview, everything yep. about him. It's like he's it's, to me, he's like in a more advanced version of me because he thinks even the way that I think it's like right. it blows my mind, you know, right. Um, but he's all like, you know, he's less of a pothead, I guess. <laughs> and so he's like retaining information. Yeah, it. that's the th- uh, he's just on a, he's on a different level than he's me. On man. a different level, yeah, man. Barely drinks. You you already different yeah, when yeah. you can do all that because I know. Yeah, he's just is he he's he's the fucking last Airbender, bro. He's the Avatar, I think. <laughs> well, it's not it's not like the universe hasn't given us these these people exist out here. We got to find. He's them, we he's gotta, amazing, dude. I don't care. Keep, I don't care. Know? He you know. Controlled opposition, whatever. I don't care. Like, just listen to what he's saying and make and decide for yourself. So yeah. that's that's how I feel about him. I mean, I have two two whole playlists dedicated to just his work. So that just right. alone tells you how I feel. Uh, Got to give my flowers to Ben. Thank you again, Ben. And as much as I love Ben, he's number two on my list. Right, number one, of course. I know. Don Miguel Ruiz and his yeah, both of his sons. Let's throw, let's throw them in there. Uh, Don Miguel Jr., Don Jose. Um, yeah, I just beyond words, man. Uh, I've read this one. It's called A Return to Unconditional Love. Eros, A Return to Unconditional Love. That's his newest book. Uh, the Actor, another amazing book. The Three Questions is a great book. The Toltec Art of Life and Death. Uh, I, that that would not get my highest recommendation out of all of his books um, mm-hmm. is good. I mean, everything he writes is good. Um, but the fifth agreement, that's amazing. That's well, that's his son. He wrote it with his son, Don Jose. That's amazing. The four agreements, mm-hmm. amazing. The mastery of love, amazing. The voice of knowledge, amazing. Uh, beyond fear, absolutely mind shattering and amazing. Yeah, I bet anything beyond fear. The Le- Five Levels of Attachment by Junior, Mastery of Self by Junior, both amazing. Seven Secrets to a Happy, Healthy Relationship. That one, I liked it. That was mm-hmm. it. maybe not my highest recommendation out of all of these, but that's up there. Fifth Agreement, as far as Don Jose's, Don Jose is a little different than uh, Don Miguel and Don Jr. Um, a lot of his, like the Medicine Bag, the Wisdom of the Shamans, uh, those are more like practices, exercises. Right. Um, and my good friend, the rattlesnake, that's like a series of short stories. Um, I haven't read shamanic power animals yet. And uh, but the fifth agreement, that one, whew, that one is it just takes the four agreements to another level, man. Really? It's, yeah. It, between it, my, out of out of all the ones I've named, the fifth agreement. The fifth agreement and beyond fear. Mm-hmm. and the voice of knowledge man all of those are so good there's some of them that are just creme de la creme you know right and uh i think the four agreements obviously is the first one i would recommend to anybody who's not already familiar with his work but beyond that the fifth agreement the voice of knowledge the mastery of love and beyond fear those are just the best of the like best that. man the best of the best so that's, that's, awesome. al- that's almost all of my flowers, man. That's pretty much it. Just I'm going to wrap the rest of it up real quick because um, we've already I've already mentioned most of this anyway. But um, 
favorite books, obviously, number one, I just mentioned pretty much all of the ones uh, that I just named would be my number one. Number two, um, I talked about it a little bit earlier with uh, Daniel Quinn and his Ishmael trilogy. Um, I talked mm-hmm. about that um, as well as the book, The Holy, which is the one that kind of talks about Satanism in a positive light. Um, number three, I mentioned it already, Johan Hari, Lost Connections, about mental health, uh, anxiety, depression, uh, loneliness. Um, amazing, amazing book. Uh, Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan, another one that I just mentioned. Uh, there's a theme here. I m- just mentioned yeah. all these. Yeah. Uh, number five, Terrence McKenna, Food of the Gods and Archaic Revival, another one that I just mentioned. Um, but then some other ones that uh, maybe I didn't just mention, Word Magic by Paul Chow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Uh, Holographic Universe by Michael Talbot. Uh, my Big Toe. Now, that one is for the intellectuals out there. If you're not a, if you're not an intellectual, you can skip My Big Toe. There's a lot of big words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ceremony by Leslie Marmon Silco. If you're into Native American worldview at all, that is a must read. Um, epic. The Giver by Lois Lowry, A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Lingle, and Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach are all amazing books that are for people of all ages. Uh, I mentioned earlier the only books I've ever read of a political nature, or at least like a modern, not like political philosophy, like Mm -hmm. from school, but like modern day politicians, if you want to call them that, actors, Uh, Actors. Ron Paul and Andrew Yang. Again, I don't agree with a lot of those ideas anymore, but they did influence me, so I felt the need to mention them. Uh, Brian Tui. I'm not going to say I much more about that before. Him. You know who? You don't know who he is. We've got I a podcast. Think I do. We got a podcast coming up with him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote yeah, a book. Yeah. He wrote a book called "The Fix Is In." Uh, right. And another one, right, 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 right. In. Football, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, uh, that's how. I, I, that, see, I didn't. Their name didn't hit at first, but yeah. No worries, no worries. Brian Tui, the fixes in guy. Uh, he's got a couple of books. The fixes in being the one that I would recommend. Uh, the fixes in.net. I'll I'll link that book in the description as well. Hopefully, I can fit all of this in the description. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Nick oh, Hinton's yeah, books. I've already mentioned Aquarian Singularity. If you can't put it all, put it all on a, a Google on uh, a comment. Thing. And put it and put a link. I can, and put I can, the no, link I can just put a comment. I can comment on my own video. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Anything that doesn't fit in the description, I'll I'll put yeah. as a comment. Uh, and then anybody out there um, who has a child with autism or knows anybody with autism, um, I highly recommend a book called Autism Breakthrough by Ron Kaufman. He was actually a diagnosed autistic, severely autistic at age three, and his parents um, worked tirelessly to get him um connected to the to the world um and so anyways i won't harp on that too much but it's an amazing book if you're if you know anybody or or are are, uh affected by autism at all definitely check that book out um so that's it as far as books tv i've only got one on the whole list westworld if you haven't seen westworld (laughs) yet you gotta watch westworld period that's all i'm gonna say about that i mean i know i could get really conscious with it but i mean just throwing them out there you know breaking bad and, and ozark were were definitely breaking bad is on, is on my top five for sure but now 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 what's world now I, I told you i gotta finish it but those are that's my kind of show though too west you know, world. 
thought provoking. It's the only one I put on my list. <laughs> it's and, the only one. Yeah, and I, I like a lot. I mean, you know, I, I watch some. I watch some. I'm not a big TV guy, but I watch. Yeah, some I TV. know. I know. And yeah. Westworld, yeah. but Westworld's the only one that I was putting on this list. Uh, and then movies that are not technically documentaries. Um, Waking Life. If you've never seen Waking Life, you have to watch Waking Life. That is, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing. Uh, and then it's it's a, it's a guy's journey through different people's dreams. He's dreaming oh. and he's he's dream traveling. So it's it's amazing. Uh, the other one, and that was an independent film. It won some independent award film mm-hmm. awards back in the nineties. I don't remember the exact year. And the only other one on this list is another independent film. Uh, it's called Crash. And uh, I've seen never, Crash. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that's, what, a, what a that's, movie that's, that was! That's an amazing movie. I need to see it again now. At now that I you're more, you know, aware. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I've, I've tried to go back and see all the movies that I feel like I need to see now. Um, that's one I haven't. I haven't. I need to watch that again though, for sure. Definitely. And then I do have a few honorable mentions in the movie category. I'm. I'm not. You know, these aren't. You know, whatever. Waking Life and Crash are the two that I most highly recommend. But also, Idiocracy, mm-hmm. uh, The Truman Show. Speaking of Jim Carrey, absolutely The Truman Show. Absolutely, um, The Matrix, of course. I yeah, mean, classic. Almost like doesn't even need to be said. Uh, and then um, the most Hollywood movie that I've ever liked was Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. And just something about it. I like the movie. I don't know. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yep. And then uh, that's pretty much all I got for giving out flowers. The last thing I have is legitimate flowers. Um, so shout out Mary Jane. Shout out uh, Peyote. Shout out San Pedro. Shout, shout out all of the natural medicines of the world. Um, Wonderful flowers that were yep. given to us for yep. us to learn from and use. And Herb, herbs, of herbs of the earth, man. Herbs, herbs of, of the earth. earth. Give, give this us has been real, we... man. This has been pushing... We're we're just about to hit. I think are we? Yeah, we're over four hours, bro. We're over four hours, so I think we're good. What a, <laughs> think what, a, what a what a what a way to get back to it, right? No kidding. We I'll, I'll break this into two parts. We'll do a, yeah, a part sure. one and a part two. And then I think this is going to be the and there's going to be a lot of clips. <laughs> I, I think I think that I think the list you put together, G, might might be one of those lists. You know, how sometimes you come across lists and you're like, yo, whoever put this together, thank you. And it's like made its run through wherever it's made its run through because it's such a historic list. This could be one of those lists. Geez. It'll it will be it will be for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a few things I had written down that I guess we didn't fully touch on. Uh, just to wrap it up, um, <clears throat> we already talked about Nas, Russ, in uh, a room full of mirrors. But man, what a what a end of the year for hip hop in 2021. Mm-hmm. There was. There was Russ put out uh, an amazing classic album in December and then Nas putting out magic on Christmas. Three, three out three albums in like two years. Nas doesn't even operate that way, man. It's, it's, it's insane. Well, I think I think 2020 sparked a lot because it 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 um COVID shut uh, kept everybody at home. They they weren't traveling and doing tours and and they got to really just like, you know, really as an artist, it probably was the best time to be alive for them. I mean. I, I forgot who said it. They were like, yo, I had an album ready to go and I just rewrote the whole fucking album, you know, almost. Well, you, pre- you read a, you, a lot of artists are write at another album and then just, you know, put that out and probably save the other. Album. But my point is, is like 
2021 was reaping the benefits of, of uh, artists and creatives being able to just pretty much be at home and, and work. And uh, a lot of good work, I think, uh, obviously in 2021, but also in 2022 um, is, is going to come from that, you know? And um, it's going to be another big year, though, this year. 2022 is going to be another big year for hip hop. Watch. I was surprised you haven't listened to a room full of mirrors yet. I had that written down to see, get your thoughts on that. But you got no, to listen to it. I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, check that one out. And then my, the very last point, we'll wrap it up on this. Um, I just wrote down conspiracy as empowering. And I think where I was going with this mentally was, yes, a lot of the conspiratorial stuff we talk about, and I know you're more on the pessimistic end, and I tend to be on the more optimistic end of, of that balance. Um, but, you know, something I've been thinking about in regards to conspiracy, which we were just talking about, we don't really like that word so much mm -hmm. anymore. Um, I'm trying to find another word, another way to brand us. Um, I, I, th I think Sears. I like Sears. So, um, but the, the reason I put conspiracy is empowering. It's like, you know, if we weren't powerful ourselves, mm -hmm. then they would not need to go to the length that they go to, to try to deceive us. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? No, I, I totally do. Like, yes, there, I, are, I, yeah. there, there is a lot of facts behind a lot of the quote unquote darker stuff that we talk about or that other people sure. talk about for sure um however i feel like no matter how dark any any particular rabbit hole goes no matter even regardless of how factual it is even even the factual stuff right no matter how dark it gets it's just proof that we are powerful they right. wouldn't be going to those lengths if we didn't have the power to create our own story and to stop operating in their narrative. All right. So I just want to end on that. Like, you know, a lot of people avoid conspiracy because they see it as scary or the main, the main reason they're fearful or, of that. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, or, or yeah. fearful of the way they'll be perceived by their friends. If they start looking into rabbit holes, you know, or uh you know uh, you know the, anything that goes against the if you they go away if they you know veer from the narrative yeah they're worried that they might be looked at in a, a negative light so they're scared to even explore some of these ideas where so i the reason i say all of that is conspiracy as empowering is just a reminder that you can look into conspiracy with the knowing that you're more powerful than no matter regard the light that you can bring to any darkness you you're gonna light it's like what bob marley says you light up the darkness and yeah. that's all you can do and he, what, can what, do. what else did bob marley say the people that are working to make this world a darker place are not taking a day off so why should i mm -hmm. so shout hey, out the legend hey, one more time yeah man that's real spill right there i love way to end that real spill beautiful man this was awesome man and we're going to be right back here tomorrow that's the guests. thing about it the art the the the, the uh the guests that we have tomorrow it's gonna to be fun it's, it's hilarious fun. how we do these podcasts man two months off and then we'll go back to back nights <laughs> it it but We've you know sometimes but you know some i don't listen i don't know how the machines i don't know how rogan and them boys do it man but 
And even the podcast guys I listen to, which do it, you know, religiously five days a week, it's like sometimes you got to have some shit going on, though, too, to get back and 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 have some good content to talk about, too, without, you know, sounding like you're repeating yourself or whatever the case is. But but no, it is funny how that happens. But, you know, we we cook up cook up some good for some fabulous stuff, man, fabulous stuff with it. And it's really not even about. You know, it's more so about giving people just the opportunity to to finally say, I love I, I love knowing that there are people that run across this that are like, yo, I was thinking the same thing. Or, hmm, maybe I should look into that. Or like with this master list, which I can't wait to see what this looks like. It, it, this stuff that you can find by just opening your mind a little bit, man, and just not not having your thoughts made for you you know, or, um, or your feelings made for you, you know, can take, can, 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 can start to change for a lot. So, um, but this has been beautiful. I think this has definitely been our longest one too. Without a doubt. It's going to, we're going to have to break it into two parts, but one sitting, it'll be worth it. Oh, definitely. But man, so much. That that was a great therapy session. Thank you. Yes, sir, brother. Thank you, man. Yep. And we will be back tomorrow. Sounds good, man. Peace. Peace and love.